0: And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stormkeep live. I'm here today with Carl from Season of War. You guys may mm-hmm. have, may know him uh, from that channel. I've known him for longer than that. Uh, Carl and I used to play a lot of games together uh, at, at uh, X-Planet Games in Mississauga, um, both Underworlds and Age of Sigmar, and we've been uh, gaming together for a long time. So it's um, yeah. Welcome to the, to the show. I guess is what people would say. It's uh, it's still weird. Feels weird to be doing a show.
1: How did you get over that feeling? Uh, I don't think I have. Still, I I ramble a lot, so if I ramble, just let me know. Uh, okay. but yeah, we've been we've we've known each other for quite some time. I think, I think I met you when I first got into miniature wargaming in general. So you've known me for the entire of my oh. ages, of Sigmar career. I, I wasn't um, into
0: it uh, that much longer than you then. Uh, yeah, because that was what like twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen, something like that.
1: First GHB, I think, was when I when I walked in.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, Pretty much right when I started playing Age of Sigmar. Um, before that, I was just collecting Seraphon and, and rolling dice randomly. I wasn't really playing the game, right? It was just yeah. random stuff. So <laughs> here we are, good. here we yeah. are, five years later, and, and we yeah, still content playing. creators. <laughs>
2: oh, cool.
0: oh boy! Um, so just want to give a shout out to our official sponsor. Uh, Torchlight Games and Hobbies in Burlington, they are Burlington, Ontario in Canada. They're a great store and they are sponsoring our painting contest. Uh, The subject this time is the Night Judicator. We do a painting contest every month and we pick the top prizes or or we pick the winners based on, you know, whatever criteria we feel like at the time. Um, Last time we did Annihilators, this time we're doing the Night Judicator. So if you want to uh, join the painting contest, I know some people were saying they missed out, they didn't know. Usually we announce these at the end of live streams and I thought... Maybe people would know more if we put it at the start of the live stream instead. So we're trying that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so if you're interested, there's a Discord link in the description. People usually point down, right? Because that's how YouTube works. The things are underneath it.
1: (laughs) Here somewhere. (laughs) Wherever Uh, we are. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: check the the description for a link to the Discord. There's a channel there called Painting the Adjudicator. Put up your entry with a timestamp and you have a chance to win fabulous prizes to be determined. We're still working out what we're going to get away this time, but they're great. So, and and if you're uh, in the Ontario area, that's hard to say. Uh check out Torchlight. They're they're a great store, great guys, really friendly and um yeah, let them know that we sent you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Quick uh, question about the the painting uh, contest. Does yeah. that include the Griffhounds?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Knight Judicator and two Griffhounds. Uh yeah. it doesn't have to be strictly the Games Workshop model. We're not affiliated with Games Workshop in any way, so if you have like a cool conversion or kitbash, or or even like a reasonable proxy, something that you know if somebody looked across the table and said, "Hey, that's an adjudicator. I know that." Uh, then yeah, feel free to submit that too. Last time we had some guys doing some 3D printed annihilators that looked really cool. Um, yeah, so any anything works. Uh, so that's it. Today we are talking about uh, Grotz Gone Wild, uh, which is a GT in Welland, Ontario. Welland is is somewhat known in this community. And I'd say only in this community. There's not really much else to know about Welland unless you play Warhammer. <laughs> yes. uh, but that's where Mini Wargaming is located, and they have a great space out there. Uh, they renovated it a few years back to expand it, and we're going to be playing a GT there. Uh, I actually didn't know you would be there until I saw like all the names pop up, because I joined pretty late. I, I just saw, hey, there's a GT, and I'm free that weekend, and there's a spot. Okay, go, go, go. And that was like a week ago. So I just <laughs> I went through and I looked through all the names. I'm like... Is that the Carl I know? Oh, cool. Let's <laughs> let's talk to him and get his opinion on on these lists. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing today. We are going to look through, time permitting, every single list. Um, it's about thirty something players, thirty six, I think. Thirty. Yeah. About that. And um, yeah, so time is scarce. Let's jump into it. Um, sure. And we're just going to do these alphabetically. They're not ranked in any in any way. It's just player name alphabetically through the BCP app. I've transcribed their lists here. I've double-checked them, but there still could be some kind of error, but we're going to just talk about them as I have them in slides here. Um, so this first one here is a Hallowed Knights uh, Battle Regiment with Gardas, with uh, a whole bunch of Indictors, and then with uh, one big shooting hammer of, of Vanguard Raptors with Longstrike crossbows, and then two small melee hammers of Fulminators and Drake Guard. Um I could talk a lot about this one
1: because it's it's Stormcast. Yeah, um, I'm I'm in- interested to see kind of what your opinion. I I know the player himself so I'll kind of talk about the player after you kind of break down his sure. list. So so
0: typically when I see uh Gardas with a bunch of, you know, shield wall units and then shooting behind it to me that says this is a castle approach especially cuz it's using fulminators, they're a um mid-range counter punch unit for the most part they're not fast enough to compete with other fast units so like you're typically either hoping to get lucky with nine inch charges from translocation or deep strike or you're just using them to like counter attack once the enemy comes to you and you force the enemy come to you with the vanguard raptors right that's a pretty solid yep. core that's a tried and true strategy that's worked for stormcast for a long time uh, that's an archetype we in the Stormkeep Discord we call that the hollow strike um, hmm. Which is, you know, a remnant of, of Anvil Strike, which was Aether Strike, and it's just a long yep. legacy of names. <laughs> um, Guardus protects everything, and typically this would be instead of what this list has done is it split its hammers into Fulminators and Guard or Storm Drake Guard, which typically you'd see one or the other. You wouldn't see both um, because hmm. two Fulminators isn't really enough on their own to kill like the big things that you really need to kill, um, especially if they're safe stacking, and then you just need weight of dice. Two Fulminators won't get it done. Uh, Stormdrakes on the other, also are, are kind of a low damage unit. They're not like super high damage. Um, so this list is kind of trying both things. It's trying to get the speed from Stormdrakes and the damage from Fulminators. Um, but because it's kind of mixing both ways, it's not fully going in one direction. I think that, that opens up a lot of weaknesses. Because um, we're talking about a GT, we're talking competitive lists. So I yeah. think that presents a lot of weaknesses. Uh, and then it goes heavy on Vindictors, which uh, is interesting because I figured... If you're going this many Vindictors with Hallowed Knights, you should be going Stormkeep. But the problem with Stormkeep Mm -hmm. Allegiance, of course, is you can't have Scions to protect your Raptors, which means every other list that shoots will just shoot you immediately. Yep. Right?
1: Yep. And it is a two drop, interestingly enough, not a one drop. And so in matchups that have one drop in shooting, which most shooting armies are nowadays, um, I think that's why he's gone Scions to protect his Raptors.
0: Yeah, the, the drop conversation is interesting. I know you you looked ahead on the slides and you saw like there's a little breakdown chart of how many drops people are going, because I like that data. I'm really interested in how many drops people are using. Um, mm-hmm. Battle Regiment is really, really common. Single drop yep. lists are, are, I would say they're the plurality. They're not the majority, but they're the plurality. Um, so it's either like you go one drop or you go like nine plus. And then yep. people doing two drops are just trying to beat the nine drops, but they still get beat by the one drops. So it's like are you really accomplishing anything by going two drops instead of instead of nine like you could have warlord you could have hunters you can have all this extra stuff in your list so it seems wasteful to me Mm. um but that's that's a longer conversation which we can we can get into at the end um this one in particular going two drops opens it up to a lot of abuse like this this pretty much has to put the raptors in reserve right which means you're not you're not getting your thunderbolt volley first turn um, what it's hoping to do is outdrop somebody and then double turn. I think yep. that's what this list is trying to do. And there's just a lot of points of failure for that, right? Um, like, I was playing a practice game with Stormcast Mirror the other day. Um, spoilers, I'm going to be playing Stormcast at this event. Uh, <laughs> I was playing it with James, and he pretty much had this, except he had four Drakes and less Liberators. I think he had like an Encantor and a few other things. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up outdropping him, and I forced him to go first. And I was able to just absorb the charge from the Drakes and the shooting from the Raptors. And then when I counterattacked, I was able to kill all of his Raptors immediately. He got no value from Thunderbolt Volley. Uh, he, he, you know, he did roll low on long strikes at the Dice game. So, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's just, what I'm saying is not that this is like a bad idea. It's just like there's a lot of points of failure that can occur here. Like if you don't get the double, you're in a really bad spot against any list that can shoot. So.
1: I would agree. Yeah. Anthony is a little bit of a newer player in terms of AOS Um, the reason why I think he has a lot of Vindictors is he collected um, the starter set like multiple starter sets and just traded it and which is why he has so many Vindictors Um, he's been slowly moving his list from basically when he started all Vindictors to more of these hammer pieces so this is kind of the latest iteration Um, the last time I saw him there was more vindictors, so I think he's slowly moving to towards the correct way, mm-hmm. if if there is a correct way of building this type of list. Uh, but he's just kind of getting it painted up as as he goes on, not not uh, kind of uh, rushing things.
0: Yeah, no, um, oh, that's good. That's the way to do it, especially if you're a newer player. I never suggest people like dive in and try to buy too many models, and then they're left with a huge <laughs> backlog of shame.
1: Yep. Yep. For <laughs> um,
0: sure. Coaches in the, in the chat. He, he, we, we did a like a three hour conversation about collecting Stormcast. Uh, and that was pretty much the takeaway. was like, don't jump in feet first, like take your time, yep. the slower, the better. Uh, you don't want to get burnt out especially because it's an expensive hobby. Uh, but yeah, that's, you mentioned there's like the best way to do this. It's not so much like the correct or best. It's more like when you get this kind of list approach, like this play style, you kind of optimize certain pieces out of it, right? Like yep. there's n- there's no need to have 10 Vindictors because they're still gonna die to like a Maw Crusher or pigs charging them. Um, mm-hmm. They don't really count as that many bodies. They're huge models, but like, it's hard to fit them all on an objective if people are screening them properly. So like yep. the benefit of running 10 Vindictors instead of five Vindictors and then having some points to spend on something else, it's like the points are usually better, especially if you have two blocks of Vindictors like this you could get two more Fulminators by swapping out uh, 10 vindictors, For sure. And that just works better, right? Because suddenly instead of just having two Fulminators charging a Gargant, you have four, which is actually enough to kill one uh, unless they're, you know, double save stacked or something.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the the adage, the um, Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, that's kind of the 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 issue with with this list, um, where it's trying to do everything but doesn't accomplish everything to the same level as other lists would yeah. potentially.
0: And and because H Sigmar is so fast, there's armies that are so fast and armies that are so lethal. Um, uh, midway approaches typically don't work. I'd say like yep. the one thing that's broken the mold really is Storm Drake Guard. They're kind of a midway approach. In every way, like in terms of defense and offense, they're not the mm. greatest unit. Uh, they're very expensive for what they do, but they're fast. They're so mm. fast, right? And because they're like skewed heavily defensively, I'd say, and they're fast, and they do enough damage, like that's the one... Th- I don't, what other examples are there of like jack-of-all-trades units that really work in this game?
1: Not Nothing really pops in my mind, because the Storm Drake Guard not only has the speed and the, the melee output and the defense is still... It can potentially spike on the shooting as well. Oh yeah, that's... and take things out. So I don't think there's any there's not really a generalist unit I can think off the top of my head that presents the same problem that Storm Trick Guard do.
0: Yeah, there's they're they're the exception I would say, not the exception yeah. that proves the rule because I don't like that phrase, but they're they're definitely an exception, right? Like in general, you want specialized units. Um, if you have a choice between like you know five vindictors are gonna take a charge and die because they're just going to die you can't stop it um or you can put five liberators there and have 15 points left over in your list the liberators are always better not because like they do something better but because you've they're just more efficient at that same role right so when you when you start looking at the game in that way it's like well instead of instead of spending points on 25 vindictors he could have 15 liberators and then spend you know get another support hero maybe a battle mage and and more fulminators and it just it just flows in that direction, right? So it's for it's sure. not like this is bad. It's not like putting vindictors in your list makes it worse. It's just not optimal.
1: Yeah. Or he could just split the vindictors to fives and be more annoying. And again, as you said, put in a stormkeep, and at that point, then you're counting for a lot of bodies. Yeah. Then he would break his
0: battle regiment, which is a whole other thing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One drops are so important right now, and that's kind of leading yep. people into doing like big reinforced blocks instead of MSU style approach, uh, because because if you can. <laughs> If the game is determined by who doubles on turn one to two, uh, then battle regiment's a huge deal, right? Yep. Um, I would like that to not be the norm. I would like the game to play out to five rounds every single time. But
1: I would uh, agree. Yeah, it's, it's the way. It the is, one right? to two is is the most important, I think, die roll currently, um, yeah. kind of with how armies are designed and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't want to go on a whole tangent about that, but <laughs> we've got a lot of yeah. lists to
1: talk about. Yeah, um, for sure.
0: So we're looking at. Just the choices for for enhancements and whatnot. Um, it's a very typical loadout here for the Relictor. He's got High Priest uh, to reroll Translocation, which is a really really powerful ability. It's like defining of Stormcast armies to have Translocation. Um, and mm-hmm. then he took an Arcane Tome and picked Celestial Blades to um, see. This is where this is where the optimization comes in, right? Like if you're running Celestial Blades, what do you put it on in this list? There's no big melee unit that you want to get a whole lot of yeah. dice rolls with.
1: If he had four fulminators, it would work much much better.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. you could cast Mystic or Shield too. You yeah. could cast Mystic Shield too, but again, what are you putting Mystic Shield on? Because two Storm Drakes are—it's a lot harder to kill four Storm Drakes than two, right? Yep. It's so much harder. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's just—it's a little split down the middle, and it needs to—it needs to pick a side a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I also noticed that one thing he could have done here is uh. Instead of running two squads of 10 Vindictors, I think a squad of 15 and then two squads of 5 would have been better. Just Mm. because 15, you could stack Mystic Shield all out defense if you don't get roared, right? Um, But that seems better to me than like two squads of 10. Because a squad of 10 is still just going to die to most things in the game.
1: Yeah, and it has a huge footprint and you want Gardas to be sort of kind of near both blocks. So then you become this 20 block that's split into two that's close by Gardas or one that's way off onto the distance that don't doesn't have the five up and you just pick on that unit anyways.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Coach is saying uh, counterpoint. The opponent won't have a primary target with two options and there's value to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. That's kind of the whole point of my list that I submitted here is, is giving my opponent too many choices. Um, and there is a lot of value in that. Like uh, right now we're kind of in a mindset of like people have, five to ten units max in your list right so if you can Mm -hmm. if you can thunderbolt volley kill one of the units and then just shoot and kill another unit they're down to three to seven right like it's you're Mm -hmm. you're just have way less choices strategically um and that's that's the that's the power of like early game aggressive attacks so that's where everything's heading right now right um so there is value in that but i think in this case 10 Vindictors just don't cut it. I think you could take 15. I think you could put them in the way of of a thing that's very scary. Um, Like even Maw Crushes, unless they're, you know, fast done, then they still have a defined path that they're trying to charge, and you can put your Vindictors in that path on deployment. Yep. And the 15 might survive, right? Um, Without Hunters, it's a little bit tougher because that stomp is going to hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, But 15 Vindictors with plus 2 save... And Gardis, I think I think would survive. In oh,
1: Crusher. I believe so. Yeah,
0: and it, the key is that extra ten wounds from double reinforcing, rather than splitting it across two two blocks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I've pretty much talked this one to death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have
0: anything else you want to add about this one?
1: No. Uh. Yeah. Just again, Thunderbolt volley is so good, right? And with mm-hmm. six the six uh, Raptors, but again, the the issue is the the two drop and you know he's gonna probably not leverage at turn one so Mm -hmm. i think that's the issue that that this list has
0: yeah if he goes up against a one drop shooting list um very very uh, he has to double (laughs) like he's relying on a coin flip to win which is not a good good place to be
1: not competitive (laughs) no
0: but it's a lesson everybody has to learn yep uh, Jason, the chat says that's a problem I had fighting beasts, uh, referring to uh, just tons and tons of targets, right? Target saturation. Oh, beasts. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't care that I killed two units per turn. All the units were disposable, and he'd summon some back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is like stormcast can delete pretty much anything. Like pick a thing, stormcast focus fire it between fulminators, raptors, it's dead. But yeah. then you've blown everything, and and then the rest of the army's still there. So it's a matter of well, how much did you like how much effective damage did you do to their list? If killing, uh, if killing a Larial is going to win you the game, then it's a good play. But if mm-hmm. you if you spend everything to kill sixty zombies and then they just get revived at a graveyard, then you've done nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I I'm thinking, you know, longer conversation there, but I think that's the direction the game is going. And because Stormcast is such a threat right now, uh, yep. we're going to see more redundancy. We're going to see more like just screens. People are going to focus less on dealing damage and more on just having stuff that's exp- that's expendable.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it, it's kind of the archetypes of, of what your list does, right? Either you go heavy, heavy, heavy damage, or we're seeing quite a few armies now that are wound soaks, or DPS checks, as as people would say, mm-hmm. where does your army have enough damage to take me out, or do I just overrun you with bodies?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the, the new Fire Slayers battle zone that's come out. Um, but that's, they could do either style, but I, the attrition yep. style on Fire Slayers is, is really nuts. Like yep. try killing 30 Volkite Berserkers with minus yeah. one to wound, which you can't unbind because it's a prayer,
2: right?
1: Prayer, uh, yeah. With
0: a five up ward, which you can't stop because it's just an activated ability with no dice roll. Um, and with all a defense, which you can't stop because they're in Hunters of the Heart. Hunters.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, how do you kill this unit? It's 90 Potentially a wounds. rally
1: on a four up if you have yeah. a Battlesmith.
0: Yeah. So if you're not locking them down in melee... They're yep. just gonna rally back on four up. Good yeah. lord.
1: Especially if you do massive amounts of damage and then you just remove outside of three so that you rally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's
0: it's, it's so like, hard to push that yeah. brick. Um, you know, I don't I don't know how strategically useful that is, right? Because you have to pay like six hundred points almost, and then yep. you need a tunneler probably to get them in somewhere useful. But man, that's a hard brick to shift. That is yep. really tough to move, and there's a lot of value in that strategically. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the next list. Uh, This is another Anthony. This is Anthony Trentinelli. um, Mm -hmm. And he's running Scaven Tide. So he's running a one-drop as well. There's a lot of one-drops at the start. Yes. (laughs) Just happened that way. Uh, But he's running Double Arch Warlock with more, more, more warp power. He's running Thankful with four warp fire projectors, which I know you are a big fan of that that model. (laughs) Uh, He's running two squads of Acolytes and then a big old block of Storm Fiends. Nine. Um, Yeah and then he's got the typical whenever you take storm fiends you take a soul screen bridge because they're just too slow to do anything without it and a warp lightning vortex um so it, it you you're not, you're the skaven expert here i would say so why don't you run us through what he's what he's trying to do
1: yeah so i mean the storm fiends are a very very scary unit with more and more warp power a, a Warp Stone spark they do insane amounts of damage um and they have quite a few um, a blade of wounds as well on the melee guys. Uh, I believe there's seven wounds apiece. Uh, so that will be 21 a blade of wounds prior to you getting into the actual shooting meat. Yep. Now they don't have the best bravery. They don't have the best uh, defense. Uh, but trying to combat into nine storm fiends, even you know what if if you're shooting, you're in a good spot. If you're in a melee, it, the unleash hell will just rip you apart oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, the, the guaranteed
0: um, mortal wounds that, that Storm Fiends do when you charge them are
1: nasty. Yeah. Um, he has some redundancy in the two War Warlocks with more and more War Power because that's what gives the Storm Fiends such reliability. Uh, and Thanquil's there just to eliminate uh, Hordes. If somebody has, you know, we're seeing a rise in in Skinks with, with a Thunder Lizard, like minus one damage is just yep. so good. Uh, and so that, that piece is there, and it allows him to use a lot of uh, CPs and refund them pretty easily because yeah. of uh, Ankyl's one CP use for three CP, basically, mm-hmm. per turn. Uh, the list kind of just hinges upon can you get the bridge off? Yeah. Um, really hope your it's... opponent
0: didn't bring a dispel scroll. That's...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is pretty reliable, the Arch Lock. You know, is able to reroll with a plus one near a um, knothole. So it's rerolling plus one and this bridge is six. So if he deploys it outside 30, uh, and then the Storm Fiends have a 24 inch uh, reach after. So 24 plus 18 plus. Six is what the threat Mm -hmm. range of what the Storm Fiends you're looking at. Now,
0: the knot Uh, hole does have to be at the edge of the board, right? So it's not like you can deploy the knot hole in the middle and then you can go in a circle around that. So it is. You can, you know, if he puts one in the middle and you kind of count, because this is a battle regiment, so you'll be able to see their deployment perfectly. Correct. So you have all the information you need to try to keep some key units out. Um, Correct. And also, the Storm Fiends don't all have a 24 inch threat range, right? Like that's the. No, it's only
1: three. Yeah. Um,
0: the other guys have so have way shorter 12 which,
1: yeah 12 yeah so it is it is a, a shooting list that you can screen out um since they have to ar- arrive outside of 9 if you're behind three of your screen they're not going to be able to shoot your your softer pieces the um the lobbers the globe wind launchers will do some work but against bigger threats that have 18 you know 16, 18 wounds eighteen wounds—they're not going to be able to take it out in one go. Especially if you save stack. Yeah. Um, if you know that they're going for it, you find a sour with uh, all-out defense. Then I think you're pretty set. Um, I think the list struggles with bodies. Obviously, he's trying to blow you off of the table. Um, and again, it's it's that conversation we had before of he gives you the turn, and if he doubles, this list will eliminate almost anything in mm. the whole game
0: yeah it'll it'll roast quite a bit you have to double screen you have to kind of predict where he's going to bridge and then double screen on that so that even if he shoots the front line um he will have to shoot the second line as well and then he still won't be yep. able to get in range with the warp prior projectors into the good targets it's yep. hard to play against you have you know i don't know about you but every time i play this game i'm thinking like okay what happens if my opponent double turns right Yep. and that's really hard to do on like turn rounds two three four because there's so much happening at that point, Uh, but round one, based on deployment, you can kind of think about what's going to happen with the double turn. For sure. Um, This list is like, you're going to win hard or lose hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's pretty easy to lose hard. Like the thing, like if somebody snipes off the Storm Fiends, that's it. The game's over, right? And it's like, it's not impossible to do that. They're bulky. Right. Um, but it's not impossible by any means to kill those nine storm fiends. If you get the upper hand no. on them, he doesn't have the bodies to screen out against any kind of fast alpha strike. Like
2: if he's playing no, up against, iron um, jaws,
0: yep, iron jaws, just charge in. Um, and that's it. They're done. Yep. Uh, they'll charge in pigs first to absorb the unleash and then charge in with the mock Russia and maybe even a rogue idol sure. if they're running one. Um, For sure, yeah. Kragnos gets in here. That's it. Right. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a win hard or lose hard kind of list. It looks like.
1: Yeah. Don't, I don't, uh, and An- uh, yeah. uh, I know Anthony is is a gentleman who plays a lot of other armies. He's he's taking, in his own words, a more fun list, uh, because he's uh, he's he's up here to have fun. So that that's kind of the backstory of this particular list.
0: Good, that I mean, that's what everybody should be trying to do, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty two models is going to be easy to to move around and 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 have fun.
0: Yeah, um, uh, but... nobody's going to hate playing against this, right? Even though. Yeah, which is crazy to say you go back to 2019 yeah. when they put up the skaven battle tome and if somebody put this you'd be like really dude come on yep. but now it's yep. like oh it's just a teleporting block of nine storm
1: fiends no yeah. big deal you just kill them or ignore them and kill everything else and you, you yeah. might be in a good spot as well
0: yeah this list is really lacking on bodies um mm-hmm. no screening potential if you even if you just took out like the arch warlocks and the acolytes and you have any any battle plan with four objectives you just win (laughs) right like you can't contest more than two objectives that's it
1: yep for sure um and the thing is the storm fiends hit on fours and so without the reliability of more and more war power they're they're gonna miss yeah
0: it's like uh (laughs) killing the skink priest in a seraphon army like
1: yeah it's it's a bigger deal than it seems yep yeah for sure
0: uh, in the chat, we have a question here. I'll let you answer this one, but it says: sure. can nine storm fiends even fit wholly within six inches of the bridge and keep coherency?
1: Uh, yes, they can. It's, it's <laughs> I have not had easy. Experience. Yeah, you put the melee ones off to the side, and so um, yeah. So you you don't need them near the front at all because they're just your bladed foods
0: Yeah, you you want the um, the warp fire projectors in the middle, based depending you know middle towards Ish, the enemy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, looks good. Um, this is, you know, battle regiment that's there. We're, we're going to see a lot of <laughs> battle regiments. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> um, Eighty-nine oh, wounds as well.
0: It's it's higher than some of the lists in here. <laughs> uh, next one here, Bill Souza, a longtime player. I've been admiring his list for for many years, and I'm very happy i get to play with him in an event finally he's running flesh eater courts which is like a thing nobody cares about right now nobody's talked about flesh eater courts in years um, yes. and i think it's been long enough that he's definitely going to catch some people off guard with the very specific tricks that everybody forgot over the last two years <laughs> yes
1: uh so double he's... screens
0: yeah yeah uh, the right, the, yeah. the pile in after you fight uh make sure that there's no enemies within three inches um and then make sure if you double charges you have sp- it's all screen positioning if you master screen positioning yep. flesh eaters are not an issue yep not not true it's a dice game but still um they're easier to deal with let's say that um so let, taking a look at the list here um this is this is like the meta flesh eater quartz list from a few years ago right you've got your ghoul king he's he's in blister skin so he's got all the blister blister skin stuff he's going to fight you twice horrors and flares are going to come up the sides and fight you you've got a region to summon dudes spectral host to give your ghoul king a run in charge just to give him that extra range especially now these days you can run six uh back then you couldn't run six so that was it's even faster now on on a smaller table Um, but what makes this list just extra spicy is the ally choices of gorslav and 40 deadwalker zombies yeah awesome this is a really cool tech choice because one thing that flesh eater courts struggle with is once your opponent has dealt because and they will because flesh eaters aren't particularly durable once they've dealt with your initial wave you don't have the bodies left on board to contest objectives and if they and if you spend if you put those hammer units on objectives then your opponent just picks them off because you can't fight first unless you charge you have no defense against shooting like it's a fragile army that relies on on recursion which unfortunately isn't good enough right like the the chalice and all that stuff there were some fun builds with like ghouls and bringing those back to life for a little while but they never they never really panned out that well um so i really like this this gives it that like yeah you're gonna fight a whole bunch of stuff and then i'm also going to be adding zombies to my army every turn
1: yeah for sure um yeah that's an interesting point because of you know in in the traditional sense when i play flesh eater courts i you know try to either a you know dominate them in terms of output so that you take off their main damage pieces or b you try to find fights outside of um outside of objectives uh so that they have to choose whether they want to score or take your stuff off um and kind of give them that hard choice especially if you have shooting you don't put your shooting units or your your threats near objectives at all and they have to make that again that hard choice but with the 40 dead walker zombies in gorslav if you eliminate those 40 dead walker zombies on a cp it just brings them back so does yeah, gorslav have very... that ability yes he does yeah okay
0: yeah yeah he he just has it on his war scroll every time i face Correct. him he's in soul blight so yeah that's even yeah. better than
1: hmm. yeah cp to bring back half um so you... So, you got to
0: snipe Gorslav while also dealing with a flesh eaters list. Like, (laughs) that's a fun challenge. I like that.
1: And and Bill is is a very, very good uh, player in terms of positioning. Um, Mm -hmm. He's all about positioning. So, um, this isn't just a push forward army and try to table you really quickly. He's going to play it quite conservatively and nickel and dime you pieces here and there until Mm -hmm. there's a certain point where the game breaks in his favor. And then that's when he's going to gonna be uh gonna be aggressive
0: yeah I get, I get the feeling he's gonna i don't think he's gonna be like a typical aggressive flesh shooters like you're saying i think he's gonna be more reserved with his ghoul king use it as a counter-attack unit um yep. r- relying on just like the flares to play the flanks right Horrors probably in the middle with the ghoul king and then zombies wherever you need them basically just like right. as a general overview. Um but the horrors are are interesting. They keep getting reduced in points <clears throat> because their their stats just aren't the best. Um but they've gotten so low in points that you can now bring twelve of them along with forty zombies and a ghoul, kick, <laughs> right? Like they're so yeah. cheap now. Um and they're still I think like threes and threes, two damage apiece, four attacks a model, something like that.
1: Yeah, and sixes are three damage uh yeah. on the thing. So potentially. That's... No no rent though, so that's kind of where they mm-hmm. fall down, but with he's, he's enough no- attacks.
0: He's got the Ghoul King, the zombies, and the Crypt players all exploding mortals in your face. I think he's going to be okay against armor. Uh, the yep. horrors are there. You went really heavy on the horrors, and I'm really curious about that. That's the piece that doesn't look like it's a big deal in this list, but who? When have you played Flesh Eaters and seen 12 Crypt horrors at a tournament? Like I've never seen never. that. Never. So I no. I want to see what he pulls off of this. I actually can't even. There. I feel like I'm missing something. Right. Yeah. Is it is it like Blister Skin makes them fly, and then you cast Spectral Host on them? Or no, hold on. You cast Spectral Host to make them fly and then use the Blister Skin command to teleport them? Something like that?
1: Yeah, you would still be outside of 9, so you're still relying on the 9-inch charge if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not quite sure either. I, I Yeah, I'm not quite sure. And that also uh, relies on
0: Spectral Host going off, which is a... Does the Arch Regent like, have a casting bonus? I don't remember.
1: No, I don't believe it does. No. No. So I... Th- uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure there there's, there's something we're definitely missing, especially with, with bill, um, piloting this and, you know, putting this uh, list together. Um, and so, yeah, not quite sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't tag the battle line here, but it's, it's the crit players. Um, uh, I should have mentioned this at the start. Uh, at this event, there is no tooth and nail. So all Deep Strike shenanigans are allowed. There is no Apex Predators. So there's no focus on leaders controlling objectives. And there's no power in numbers, which means there's no focus on battle line controlling objectives, which yeah. to me is like the best event possible because I hate all three of those. Uh, they yep. work list building way more than any battle plan should. And I feel like for sure. the, the scenarios we're getting are, are going to be good enough for that sort of thing. Um, for
1: sure.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's could come up at some point in our conversation.
1: Mm -hmm. like uh, Uh, yeah yeah. his grand strategy being predators domain is not one that you see very often either at this event Um, you do
0: (laughs) it's on so many lists and it's uh, what i think i was thinking about this it's like if you're gonna win this is the easiest possible one to score with so the scoring at this event is like 25 points for winning the game but then five points for getting your grand strategy like in terms of event scoring right
1: right so if your
0: opponent uh does something Like if you're running prize sorcery of two wizards and they just, you happen to need them to die in order to win the game, you lose your grand strategy and that's the tiebreaker at the end of the day. Right. So I've seen a lot of people running predators domain in this event. And I think that's because if you're going to win the game, you just get predators domain.
2: Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause you check at the end of the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Which just means if your opponent concedes, you just get it right. You can't be like, Oh, I concede, but and I've revived my wizard because you conceded. it. It doesn't work like that.
1: Yep yeah yeah for sure and, and he, uh he took it's the bloodthirsty not
0: thirsty triumph which is odd
1: i think i think it goes back to our conversation of the spectral host teleport yeah uh, i don't know crip horrors are not uh elite so they're on i and i don't know if they have a champion i could be I, wrong in in that sense
0: i don't think they do
1: um and it's the same with the zombies as well they don't have a champion as well so so that
0: makes sense uh you've only got three heroes here so if if none of the units can issue commands to themselves then it makes sense to try to get a rerollable command or sorry a a rerollable charge that way probably makes more sense than inspired because most of the damage in this list is coming off hit
1: rolls of six yeah gorslav's going to be near the back he has a six up save with just being five wounds mm-hmm. uh the arch regent usually sits near the throne and so your ghoul king's kind of your your one piece that moves up uh and if you're trying to affect a different end of the board then your ghoul king is not going to be your ghoul king's on one side and then you're trying to affect another side and if you need a charge roll to go off to win the game then that could potentially be in your back pocket
0: mm-hmm. what do you th- it's Bill. We have to assume everything here was done meticulously. So I'm curious. Yes. What do you think the blood feast is for? Do you remember what that spell does? I don't even know what it does. yes okay. uh, <laughs> So you have to pick an enemy unit within twelve, and then you pick a flesh eater court unit within six. The enemy suffers D three, and then uh, you heal one wound for each wound you did. So it's like a like a Nagash siphon. You kind of just like steal mm. health from people. If you roll a ten or more, you do D six instead of D three. Um, and I think. You can also revive models with this, but I think it's only the ghouls. I don't think you can revive flares or horrors with it.
1: I, I, yeah, I don't know. Because I the only reason that I could possibly think of is trying to free yourself if you're in combat in the hero phase. But you have Arcane Bolt to do that It doesn't already.
0: work there because that happens at the start of movement.
1: Correct. So in the hero phase, you are, you know you Arcane Bolt in the hero phase and then in the beginning of the movement, mm-hmm. you unleash but- it. Yeah, but I or guess D3? like that
0: that's that's only reliable if they have exactly one wound left, right? Because if your whole strategy is
1: D3, like, yeah.
0: It makes more it's better to do it in the hero phase than to wait until the start of the movement phase, um, in terms of more options, right? I'm just wondering why he did this instead of like the five up ward spell, which is like the super common pick for flesh eater courts.
2: Hmm. Maybe
0: yeah, maybe I just have, have no idea. maybe he just thinks he's still gonna die even with the ward.
1: Yeah, but then you're you're taking more output away. Like D three wounds is not comparable at all to half your wounds, basically. Again, effective with the five up ward, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not quite sure. It's it and not being sure is 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 Concerning. dangerous. Normally yeah. I'd be
0: I'd chalk it up to like inexperience, uh, but it's Bill, <laughs> so yeah. I'm not going to do that. I have to give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt here.
1: Yeah, it it could also be a double reverse where he took that thinking that everybody's gonna look at it and 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 be like oh there's some secret tech with this but really just took it it. to mess exactly to mess with everybody um because i actually I'll, i'll tell like a very very brief story of uh of me going to a tournament everybody was whispering i have you know i guess i have a little bit of a reputation as being a competitive player and so everybody was wondering what my list did and everybody was very confused. I basically, my list was 30 Iron Drakes in living cities. And I had a bridge to bridge them over. But I had made an error in list building. And when I submitted it, I had Spell Portal, not Skull Screen Bridge. So prior to the tournament starting, everybody was wondering what I, what my game plan was for for the, for the Spell Portal. And if there was some secret tech that I knew that nobody else knew but it was just an error. You're ahead of the meta. <laughs> yeah, so, so I had 30 Iron Drakes without a bridge. Um, so, yeah, Genius. so, I mean, it could be one of those things where he plays a mind game because he knows his reputation precedes him. And so he just uses something like that in order to mess with his opponents. Mm-hmm. Could be a very, very 3D, 4D chess kind of thing. So not quite sure, and it, and it, it worries me. Um, when I'm not sure, so
0: it'll it'll be obvious in hindsight when it beats you.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Right? Like, yeah. be like, yes. oh, of course, that's why you did that. Uh, like his Fire Slayer list before the new book came out, which was like
1: just Heart- or perfect. Or cards, yeah.
0: It was perfect. It was like a perfect Fire Slayer's list, and then two Storm Drakes to round it out. Just amazing. Yep. Every piece of that list was was
1: spot on. So. Yeah. He he has no fat in his lists. It's all every single thing has a purpose, uh, in a place. He yeah. doesn't take things just because he has points or whatever. He he will he will do things in order to to maximize a game plan, and you have to find out what that game plan is.
0: You have to find it out and and then figure out a way to beat Counter
1: it, it. <laughs> in Correct. like two hours. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, oh, Carl. Uh, here's a here's a familiar face. Um, I know <laughs> him. Uh, Auric war clans, cruel boys, big yellers, battle regiment. Um, run us through your list and tell me how to beat you.
1: <laughs> okay uh there there is I'm one kidding, correction <laughs> <laughs> there is one correction in that uh it is a two drop not a one drop, two drop. uh unfortunately Kragnos cannot fit in with a snatcher boss mm, uh point. since they're both uh so he's just outside of uh of that battle regimen um the goal of my list here was basically to try to make Kragnos as competitive as possible and so kind of running him through different um different factions i kind of identified uh crew boys as as kind of one of those things that uh that can cover the weaknesses of Kragnos mm. because of the shooting it's kind of like a counter charge army kind of what we were talking about with the first list where the bull boys encourage you to come closer and then Kragnos is your counter charge mm-hmm. piece and he yeah. basically ruins the world
0: because uh, even with a 3d6 happens. charge he's still he's still not reliably a super fast yeah. like ma Crusher a level speed unit
1: correct because right? it's correct
0: it's better to move twenty inches than it is to move ten and charge ten.
1: Yep, yeah, I would agree. Um, so uh, this list kind of came upon after I went to LVO. I took Coragnos with Iron Jaws, thinking that three d six charge is something that would complement the speed of the the pigs. Um, and what I ended up finding was uh, you have a limit of of how far you can go. Uh even with the 3d6 charge on pigs, 18 plus 10 is still 28, and Kragnose 10 plus 18 inch charge is still 28. So you're you're playing at that 28-inch line. I had a lot of opponents just sit right outside of it with either mm-hmm. shooting or with Stormdrick Guard, where you have to double move, you just hold it so that you have to keep me honest. Double move plus the 12-inch uh fire breath is is just you know so good. Yeah. Uh and so I had struggles with things that could pass that 28-inch barrier and so the the bull boys are are, are there um so basically uh, and t- 20 Hobgrot slit as, as as a screen is is very good yeah they cover uh, a lot of space
0: well. and they have a base-to-base right. cohesion because they're on 25 correct
1: minutes. correct um with a super sneaky you're a lot you're you can basically place them anywhere prior to the game starting so you have a screen no matter what the battle plan looks like, you have a 20-man screen in front of your whole army. It doesn't matter where what it looks like. If it's short deployment, long deployment, you'll always have that mm-hmm. uh, prior to the game starting. Um, and then Mork's Eye Pebble is a 5-up ward against shooting, and so that benefits allies as well. Uh, so Kragnos gets a 5-up ward against shooting, so he's yeah. incredibly hard to take down for that one turn. And so that's kind of... Uh, uh, of kind of where I I put uh, my it, list together.
0: It looks like you're 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 building a list that can deal with melee armies, but at the same time, not just fold to the big shooting armies with the 30 inch range. That's going to, like, it's going to kill your bolt boys unless you hide them in mud on a four up, right? Like, there's not Correct. really much you can do about that. Um, Correct. Yeah. Even the Mork's eye pebble just won't be enough because bolt boys are fragile. no, no,
1: no, it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six up, six up save two wounds apiece. They'll they'll fall down to anything. But again, if if I do get the covered in mud, it covers. A, a wide area uh, of of the board, and I'm able to to you know mm-hmm. uh, affect it with with impunity, basically. um Lumineth is the one army that I'm incredibly scared of because thirty six inch, yep. first of all, and no, uh, of and no line of sight. But it's not popular nowadays, so I kind of made a meta call, uh, and I think I was correct. I don't think there is Lumineth not in this one. tournament.
0: Not a one. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Um. On that question, why why do you think they just dropped off in popularity so suddenly? They barely changed in the Battle Scroll. I think like Sentinels went up twenty points, uh, so yeah. this list went up like sixty, maybe a hundred points. Is that enough to just completely destroy the faction, or is it like they just can't deal with Stormdrakes? I I think it's that that they just can't deal um, with Stormdrakes.
1: I, th- I think it is twofold, and I think you identified it. Um, not not Stormdrakes, um, strikes or Judicators. If you have Thunderbolt Volley, can effectively eliminate um tech lists, uh basically turn one I've mm-hmm. seen it happen multiple times um and so Teclas is a piece now that is a liability in some matchups he's not the be-all end-all he was before where you can protect him and he will dominate the magic phase if you lose him turn one that's a third of your army basically effectively gone. Yep. Coupled with More this change, that, right? because yeah, his, his casting is a
0: linchpin of the army.
1: Yep, yep. Your game plan revolves around that. Um, the other thing is the 20 point increase, 60 points with 30 sentinels, which is what we basically <laughs> found to be, you know, most competitive list had 30 uh, sentinels. That 60 points means you can't take an uh, endless spell. And so your Emerald Life Swarm slash spell portal is no longer in the list. You have to drop that to fit the 30 sentinels. Um, and emerald life swarm is so good with the sentinels. It just makes them mm-hmm. much less survivable at that point. You can just blow them off of the table or chip them.
0: Do you think those lists could adapt and use the new battlesmith that can rally any model back on a four up? Wait, can Ideneth even? Or sorry, Lumineth ally Fire Slaves? No, no, they can't. only Ideneth. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not so even Stormcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's a very very narrow list that already had basically as optimized as possible and any change to points basically just Hmm. just ruined them oh Um,
0: that sucks but i'll be honest i'm i'm happy to not play against 36 (laughs) inch no line of sight auto casting mortal wounds on fives with a reroll like i'm so glad i could bring it back later i'm i was just tired of it i needed a break
1: (laughs) yeah um and uh i just thought of uh, you know, Jordan, who's, uh, one of, uh, the, one of my other, um, co-hosts at Season of War, plays a lot of Lumineth. The other thing they struggle with as well is, um, armies with, a uh, high wound pool. Uh, yeah, so we're seeing they, a lot of the rise of soul blight. Yeah.
0: You know, they do precise pinpoint scalpel damage, right? Like this yeah. thing, uh, it's like, there's a certain amount of mortal wounds your list can do, and that's really good against certain things, right? If your list can reliably do 20 mortal wounds, awesome. But if you're fighting something with 18 wounds and a 5-up ward, you're going to have trouble, right? Because you can't yep. suddenly just add more mortal wounds to your list. Yep. Which is like, yep. okay, well, now they're, especially in an AOS where you can double turn, it's like, okay, well, this went from bad to worse. Like, it can really yep. snowball out of control. Um, yep. But back to your list. <laughs> uh, could you remind <laughs> me what, what Choking Mist does? Is that the one that removes wards?
1: Uh, no. Um. So this is a 24-inch uh spell. And everything within six inches of it uh, cannot run, uh, and is minus one attack in melee.
0: So sorry, how does a twenty-four inch range
1: spell? But if you're within six, you you pick a point, and every oh, every oh, unit okay. within six, yeah, just can't run. Um, hmm. Can't run and minus one attack. So oh. um, attack or melee attack? Melee attack, melee okay. attack. So unfortunately, with the small call of shaman, you're wanting to buff. Uh, one of the bolt boys with mm. um, with the poison, and you can't cast a spell when you do so. Right. So I rarely, um, employ the spell. But if I know that my opponent is attempting to run onto a point to win the game late game, then I'll deploy Choking Mist there because it's only cast on a six.
0: Now, if you if you ran an arcane tome on a swamp caller shaman, could you give up one of his spells to do the elixir and then also cast a spell?
1: No, it says you cannot cast. Just a
0: spell. Ca- not at all.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's a bummer. Yeah. It um, is it is a bummer. Um yeah, and the spell lore I believe is is specifically tied to swamp Call of shaman's, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I may be wrong. I haven't taken a look at it. Um could bear some testing to drop Mork's Eye Pebble for another um uh, for an arcane tome and then put, you know, nasty hex which is the no ward or choking mm-hmm. mist on another character. Or could potentially do that.
0: Even just mystic shield on Cragnos, right?
1: yep it's very very good
0: <laughs> mork's eye pebble is 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 a good artifact uh in the wrong faction because it yep. gets better and better the more wounds you have right like that's how effective wounds scale so like yep. unfortunately you're using Cragnos is only 18 wounds so that's adding nine which is really good that's really really good but it's like you really want something like just tons of gut rippers all over the field yep. and you're just you use the pebble and your opponent just cannot shoot their way through it right yeah
1: um um it's unfortunately a call I had to make because Kragnos again the same conversation we we're having about Techless. He's much tankier than Techless, but oh, yeah. eighteen wounds is eighteen wounds, um, and you could potentially punch through him quite quickly. And if you lose Kragnos in this list, yeah, I, I'm in it for a tough road.
0: Hmm. So, so what what did you uh, what was your meta call here? You were expecting a lot of Luminet, you think,
2: or
1: uh, no, just uh, Stormcast with double shoot is, hmm. is the thing that could potentially take him out.
0: Because the the pebble is just in the shooting phase, right? It's so it won't Correct. work against the volley, but it'll work against the
1: regular shoot. Correct. Okay. Correct. It's, it's a, more of a it's a deterrent. Yeah. That
0: that thunderbolt volley has so many like little <laughs> extra things going for it that it doesn't need. It could have just doubled the shooting characteristic in the shooting phase, right? Like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, it it looks interesting. I'm very uh I haven't played against mass bolt boys because like Dominion came out and I was like oh 24 inches okay I'm never gonna care about this unit because I can shoot further. And they the, can't correct. move and shoot twenty four, right? And there's no teleports or anything, so like,
1: uh, no, no, like unfortunately you can, not.
0: You can super sneaky them, right?
1: You could, uh, yeah. but then you can't buff them with the elixir, the elixir. So they will be mortals on sixes, so much, much less reliable in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in beg yellers, there are twenty seven inches, but again, it's not thirty. It's not thirty, and <laughs> yeah. and it's not thirty plus move, right? That's the color. correct, yeah. correct. So it's twenty seven flat uh
0: Mm. yeah well we'll see how it goes there's a lot of melee armies um i think if you get the right matchups you can do really well and there's Mm -hmm. no lumineth right which is fantastic yeah
1: which is exactly the meta call that i i I took Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah interesting to see Uh, i've taken it to two tournaments so far and i've you know uh, lost very close games so
0: Mm. have you made any changes since then or is it like the same uh
1: Dropped some bolt boys and upgraded the. I used to run a Meyer Brute, which unfortunately was five inch move and would fast mm-hmm. on his 10 inch move for one game. Wow. Uh, and I. Um, so now <laughs> I have a Snatch a Boss on Sludge Raker Beast, mm-hmm. which uh, would which fast on a 16 plus the 3d6 charge. Um, And he's a much more heavy damage piece than the Meyer Brute is. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell, tell me about the Rip of Snarl things, because I saw them in another list. Is it just filling points or is it like something yeah. specific okay
1: that's what i thought it so was. it's 70 points they are very very fast they're 12 inch uh move um and they can pile in from six. Ooh,
0: that's gonna oh. be really good going forward because fire slayers yeah. can't do anything against that <laughs> like if, if there's a yeah. unit that piles in from six against them that's it uh so yeah, yeah you'd have so it's yeah run 18 and then just pile in six and it's like yeah that's that's yep. a useful ability get
1: get get to a point or tag a unit um just like it within three so it's like 2.9 and in in an edge of it yeah because you don't have to finish
0: within half an inch like a charge yeah really powerful ability
1: yeah and for 70 points that's very very good
0: (laughs) if you cut them was there anything else you could have brought for 100 because you would have had uh
1: 10 slitters is 80 points it was the other thing so yeah and their five inch move yeah yeah faster four four wounds more is yeah, the only comparison to it.
0: You've, you've got a pretty slow castle here, uh, relying yep. on Kragnos to be hammer and anvil for your melee. Yes. So,
1: yes. You
0: know, yeah. It's cool. I like it. Uh I, I was thinking Kragnos in you know, when the Battle Scroll came out, I wanted to see him every single faction because he's he changes them all in a very different way. So it's yep. really cool. For sure. And we're gonna see later there's a couple more lists uh just one more actually. Uh Zach's list. Zach the, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get there.
1: <laughs> yeah we're crag bros me and zach uh we yeah. love Cragnos so uh
0: so this is danny ajandi ajandi yeah <sighs> i'm gonna get a lot of names wrong today man <laughs> uh running a battle regiment for cruel boys uh but it's very different than your cruel boys it is big yellers as well but he's got the, you know he's got the snatcher boss with the exact same loadout yours has uh yeah. then he's got two shamans uh 20 gut ripas a squad of nine and a squad of six bolt boys uh, which I'm assuming each one shaman is going to babysit each one of those, um, yep. and then ten hobgrot slitters and a rogue Idol, which is fun. Um, yeah, the rogue Idol has the cruel boys keyword, I believe.
1: It does not have the aura keyword, so it does not do mortals. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was so excited for that tech. I'd never seen no. anybody run it, and that's why no. obviously.
1: Um, which is uh, the the slitters don't do mortal wounds as well because they don't have the aura keyword. Yeah 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 so this is a list that's,
0: that's hoping the rogue idol kind of has like the same role as your Kragnos, but it's correct. all offense it's it's all gas no breaks right like it's not correct it's not taking a hit the rogue idol is gonna gonna die um yeah nine and six bolt boys i guess just for mass shooting and, and buffing with yep. the swamp call of shamans um yep. how many points are three bolt boys 120
1: 120
0: correct yeah because i was wondering if you dropped the hobgrot slitters, could you have picked up I guess you could have cut gut rippers and added more bolt boys, but uh yeah. I, guess, I guess he valued the screens more.
1: Screens, yeah. Uh Gut at 180 for 20 wounds mm-hmm. on a five up save is not very good. Now yeah. with a snatch a boss, kind of the snatch a boss is your big centerpiece in this, is because every six is plus one mortal wound. Mm-hmm. So those gut rippers will be two doing two mortal wounds on sixes. So it's 20 attacks, sixes are two mortal wounds. Uh, if they're buffed by the Shaman, 5s do 1, and then 6s do 2. Mm-hmm. So they could potentially do quite a bit of punch, 2-inch reach each. So their 32 mil base doesn't really bug them. Um, the Rogue Idol is actually interesting because it does give you plus 1 to cast as well. Mm-hmm. So he might be looking to cast that Choking Mist uh, much more you know, often than I would. Uh, Sneaky Miasma is he chooses a, uh, a monster, a Crew Boy's monster, and it gets to move in the hero phase. So that, oh. a rogue idol is going to be 20 inches, then charge. Uh, so 10 in the the hero, 10 in the movement, and then charge.
0: Do you think he's trying to go alpha strike with this? Because he's got the battle regiment. He's got a double move rogue idol. He's got a fast done, um, And he can aggressively deploy his bolt boys if he knows he's going first. Do you think this is an alpha strike kind of list? Or do you think it's like castle counterpunch kind of style?
1: I, I, th- I think he's in the midway. I think depending on on where or what his opponent's list looks like, he could potentially just alpha them off and take them off almost immediately uh, if they don't have any screens. But if they have screens, I think he'll play a more uh, conservative game.
0: This is the issue with Big Yellers, right? Is that um, a, another shooting castle like Lumineth, Seraphon, Stormcast, they will just shoot better. And then you're left yep. with a bunch of lackluster melee. I, I don't know, lackluster is the right word, but like, I'm not that scared of one Rogue Idol and 20 Cut rippers. That's not... super big threat that's like two screens max and then yeah
1: again it's it's the conversation we had prior to us starting i think the stream was uh people there's a majority of people that that like to take their big toys and sink all their points onto toys and they forget the screens afterwards and so a list like this will just remove you if you just took all all hammers and no anvils this list will will do very well in that instance.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you're if you're just playing Archaeon. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. This is if, if your opponents are running into the middle and you're rolling dice, you're going to do great. Yeah, yeah. Yours yeah. yours kind of has like the same concept, but instead of um, like you've got Kragnos in there, offsetting a lot of the weaknesses that this particular archetype played in, in Big Yellers has, which is yep. interesting. I really yep. want to see a very competent. Uh, shooting list for destruction i really want to see that and i'm really disappointed that the um that big catapult thing that the the cruel boys got what is that the big crossbow shoots like tree oh, trunks
1: kill bow. yeah yeah, kill yeah
0: i'm so disappointed in that thing and it's, it's even uh, not worth it. it's even in a monster meta how did this thing fail like man what yeah. a miss
1: so disappointed. one shot and you're usually relying on five five up to mm-hmm. do the mortals to do it
0: no, it's, is it even good like if you bring four right
1: because like no uh, the- you bring one and that's it zero or one um because um it's only really more damage than the bolt boys because it's 130 points instead of 120 uh 27 inch so you don't even get any more range from them as opposed to the bolt boys they have the exact same range um minus two ren instead of minus one ren but you don't that doesn't really matter when you're looking for this fives and sixes to do mortals um and the damage only goes over the bolt boys if you have something that's uh 16 wounds are over Oof.
0: well you know the way monsters are going everything seems to be getting more wounds with every book right like magma drops
1: are yeah. up to 16 now
0: with uh lofnir they're up to 18
1: 18 yeah mm-hmm. So there, there could be potentially a place for them, but they are one shot. Mm-hmm. And if you're relying on minus two Ren to do damage, could do a lot, could do nothing. The Bolt Boys just have the amount of shots and then you're looking for sixes and fives and those will do mortals. Yeah, so you're not even it.
0: not even caring about the Ren one, two damage shots. You're looking for the mortals.
1: Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reliability of dice or of more dice is just much better than a yeah. single dice. Yeah, agree with that. Die. <laughs>
0: Uh, Next up here, we have Emma Mangles from the Cast Sass Fan Club, whose list is I Play for the Lore of the Deepwood. Uh, She's running a two-drop Gnarl Root Sylvaneth Battalion um, with Alarial, Warsong Revenant, uh, a Branch Wraith, Minimum Squads of Tree Revenants, uh, (laughs) some Kurnoth Hunters, and and Dreicha. And uh, remember this list, because you're going to see it two more times pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> in this live stream they're very very we have three narrow lists that are basically the same thing which is crazy yeah. um yeah but yeah i'm guessing this is trying to to go off the back of the new the new 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 i think that's enough news uh woods war scroll that they put out um, along with the new alerial war scroll which are actually good both of them are are actually good um mm-hmm. based on the name of the list it you know i play for the lore i'm not yeah maybe it's uh throwing me off. I'm still going to take it seriously, right? Um yep. it's got the Warsong Revenant with like the Warsong Revenant's loadout which is nurtured by magic, chalice of nectar and flaming weapon. Uh, it's got yep. a spell portal for him to do shenanigans. Uh, the Spite Swarm Hive is interesting. I don't see that one in a lot of Sylvaneth lists. Um,
1: yeah, so the the trick with the Spite Swarm Hive uh, is twofold. So I think in this list it's more of a defensive option cuz you there there's two modes to it. One is to give you plus one save uh, in the bubble, uh, and then the other one is to give you plus three charge. So a lot of lists, Sylvanus lists will include a Spite Swarm Hive, so you teleport your Kernoths outside of nine, give yourself plus three charge, and it's a six inch as opposed to you know nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so much more reliable. But because they don't, or Emma doesn't have a massive Kernoth block, I'm thinking she's gonna opt for the plus one save castle up. Use the war songs, uh, you know, with the throne of vines, uh, mortal wound bomb, uh, to kind of take her opponents off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not very mo- w- many wounds uh, in the list, but no. it is, I think, deceptive.
0: It, it is. Um, Branch wraith is the one that no, summons. Branch, Branch wraith summons. Branch witch does mortals. Correct. Okay, so we can add more tree revenants as the game goes on, um, but it's it's really just like the Great Bows, Colonel Tenters and Great Bows are not a threat. Like <laughs> no. No, nobody should be worried about that unit ever. Not their shooting, not their melee. They're just not a threat. Um, the key here is the Warsong Revenant. Hilarial's like, it's a big stompy body, whatever. Every list has a big stompy body. Everybody knows how to deal with yeah. that. It's the Warsong Revenant. So do you want to break down for people who might be watching the stream who don't know? Because it's it's a model that was released in Broken Realms with an allegiance update in Broken Realms using a combination of abilities in their battle tome because it knows all the spells, but it doesn't, yeah, Broken Realms, it doesn't say any of the spells, right? So I think this combo is going to fly over a lot of people's heads. So do you want to break down for people how it works?
1: For sure. Uh, so a Warsong Revenant, first of all, um, gets plus one to cast when it's near any Wildwoods. So you, you always park him or her near, uh, near a Wildwoods. Uh, because the wildwood scroll now blocks line of sight, it's a piece that's fairly, uh, fairly safe when when placed near or like inside a wildwood. Uh, you combo it with umbral spell portal to cast their uh war scroll spell. So their war scroll spell is unleash uh, spike swarm. Uh, cast on a seven. It basically, everything within nine of the cat or within the caster. Is uh takes mortal wounds equal to your casting roll. So if you roll 10 on the casting roll, you roll 10 dice for each unit, uh, within nine, uh, or I believe it's six, might be six within six or nine, uh, and each five up is mortal wound So if you roll 10 dice, you're looking at three mortal wounds to everything, uh, within that bubble. Now with Emerald Spell Portal, you you extend that range another 18 inches and combo that with uh, a spell within their spell roll lore called throne of vines which gives you plus two to cast but you can't move but because you don't want them to move anyways means that on the first turn they could potentially have plus three uh, to cast and it doesn't have a stopping point to it so just as long as you don't move you can stack that bonus up so on round two you could potentially have plus five Mm -hmm. then plus seven then plus nine and then by turn five you might be at plus eleven to cast and the unleashed spice Worm does not say unmodified casting roll it just says casting roll and so you can affect a massive amount of damage in in the bubble with a piece that's safe in the back right
0: excellent breakdown um because one thing i want to mention is that people see flaming weapon here and they're like well, why would you know if you're trying to be stationary with this model. It's because the model knows every spell from the lore, so you yeah. might as well just pick one of the, the universal spells, and, like, Ghost Mist is useless because you already have terrain that blocks on of site, and you don't need to levitate anything because Alarial already flies. And yep. I think Dreicha flies as well, right?
1: Uh, she does not, but... No. Uh, you, I think Levitate's cast on an 8, so yeah, you're not casting that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so it's it's a good combo. It's, like, one of the best things in Sylvaneth right now, which... Yep. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound that scary, like taking three mortal wounds in turn one from not even 30 inches away. It's just okay.
1: Yeah, it, it is just okay. Um, and it's a and lot that's of a thing. too, right? Like if any of that gets
0: dispelled, like the spell portal or the throne of vines or even just the spell you're casting, there's multiple points of failure. You could fail the spell cast. Yep. You can get unbound. You can get dispel scrolled. There's a lot of things that can go wrong.
1: Or even if you do get um, cast it, you could potentially just cast it on the seven
2: mm-hmm.
1: which you know on a five and you have to rely on five ups after this so seven dice on a five up on average is two, but we know the average is not all the time
0: average is not mode <laughs> let's say yes. that the mean is not yes. the mode um yeah so what's what's going on with the new Alarial war scroll um everybody seems very interested in playing her these days I wasn't terribly impressed because for me, the biggest thing when I saw her new war scroll, because I haven't played against Sylvanette since Broken Realms, um, mm-hmm. still can't retreat and charge, which is like the biggest deal in the world
1: for a monster no, like that. Yeah, um, She's a weird piece in that she, I think they built her up to be this, this unkillable piece because of how much she heals. But we know that wound tanking is not the same as save tanking. At all, they're not. There's, there's no equal between the two, and so she heals two d six per their hero phase. So if you double her, she's gonna die, mm-hmm. regardless. It, is um, she a three
0: up save now or still a four up?
1: She is a three up save. Okay. Uh, sixteen wounds though. Yeah, sixteen.
0: Um, no mortal wound protection.
1: no uh, No mortal wound protection. No pluses to cast. Uh, yeah. No pluses to unbind. <laughs> Goddess of life, um, a
0: literal god on the table field cannot cast a spell
1: um so she is very expensive at 740 points but she does have the ability to summon 200 points so Mm -hmm. think of her as a 500 ish uh point whenever
0: you see this always just add a tree lord to the list right which is like tree lords are not scary at all like they're not no um, they're just not they're barely a body even like sylvaneth are are in desperate need of a new book um and maybe now that they finally nailed down how they want woods to work we might get one (laughs)
1: And, uh, and it kind of goes, circles back to uh, the first list we talked about, Anthony's list, where it's a two-drop. So one-drop shooting lists or one-drop Alpha Armies like Iron Jaws are able to just punch through oh, this yeah. list quite quickly. Five-tree Revenants is not
2: mm-hmm.
1: very tanky. Nope. And the thing is, if you're able to take out Elerial top, then the top of one before she summons anything... Then you're seven, nine hundred or seven hundred and forty points ahead. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's wild. Um, I I feel for Sylvaneth right now.
1: Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, you can you can blow up the terrain now. So yeah, uh, I was going to mention that any any
0: monster can just break terrain, right? Like the woods were such a big deal in second edition. Um, relatively right. First edition they were huge. Remember, like filling the whole table with woods. yeah so and fun. you couldn't go anywhere it just does mm-hmm.
1: mortals like each piece just does mortals and in... well,
0: i had the best time because i had a heraldor but everybody else was miserable
1: yeah <laughs> um but which is an interesting note too because if you if we see a seraphon list here they could temple that that mm-hmm. woods yep and they could blow up inside the the Song revenant as well he's only seven moons he does have a five up ward against mortals but that's easily
0: still like 12 wounds it's not that hard to kill He's a yeah, five up save him, yeah. he's not he's not hard to kill with comets
1: call yeah. plus temple plus yeah. other things you could kill and yeah. that is a 300 point combo that you're relying 275 for the on revenant and 80 for the spell portal
0: mm-hmm. and the rest of the list doesn't do that much damage right like try no. okay allarial okay but like we said she's such a there's so many weak things in this list that you can dump everything to kill a like you can overextend and kill her and still be fine because you're not really worried about anything in this list countercharging
2: you.
1: I do like I will mention uh, the Cass fan club uh, that is uh, in reference to Jordan's wife Cassidy, who's <laughs> one of the sassiest people uh, we know. Okay. So the, the fan, she's part of the fan club. Apparently, um, I will would not underestimate Emma though. Emma is part of Team America for Worlds, okay. so this she is a very very competent player and. Could probably squeeze much more out of this list than a, a a average player would.
0: Okay. Well, I I like I said I'm going to take it seriously even though the name is throwing me <laughs> off. It's like a double bluff, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Yeah. that's cool. Emma.
0: All right. Uh. Looking forward to this. I'm glad we have Sylvaneth here. I was just we talked about this before we started the stream, but like we actually have almost every single faction in Age of Sigmar at this tournament, yep. which is crazy. It's crazy. I've never yeah, seen that. Not kind of something
1: diversity. you see. Um. I'll kind of talk about uh, the the breakdown uh, of the factions kind of closer to the end and then mm-hmm. kind of my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly enough, because you put these uh, these slides in alphabetical order, it's so funny to me that the next list that we're talking about is almost also, the same also, as the list.
0: That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, next one. Let's just skip over. No, uh, we'll talk about <laughs> what makes this one different, right? Because it's still got the Warsong Revenant with the same loadout. It's got a yep. Larial. It's got a Branch rate, The Spell is different. This one's going one drop instead right like it trimmed the fat it went for a bigger block of dryads uh two two units of tree revenants and six Carnoth hunters which again even with a unit of six they're still not a threat like this is just yeah. it's sad how this and they cost 225 like i don't understand what they're thinking with Carnoth hunters like why can't they yeah. be a competent shooting unit like yep they would fix At two twenty-five. they can't even yep. shoot through their own woods like it wouldn't be a big problem <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I don't think it's a big problem. Ridiculous. Um, the other thing I, I will say about Sylvaneth armies, and it's something that I that it's not apparent when you look at lists or look at the book, is they can save stack better than any other army out there. Really? Even Silver? Um, yeah. Ooh, so they can top. easily get plus three, plus four, depending on what pieces they have. Now, both these lists don't have a tree lord ancient. The Tree Lord Ancient gives you plus one. The Spite Sword Hive gives you plus one. Uh, is the Hive an Aura or just pick a unit? I forget. Uh, aura. Aura, okay. So it's an Aura. That's yeah, cool. so you can get plus two from that. The Kurnoff Hunters can root for another plus one. That's not dependent on uh, Roar. Uh, oh, yeah, they eroded that,
2: right?
0: It
1: used to be a reroll. It used to be a reroll, hmm. which is obviously better than plus one. Uh, and then if you put them in Hunters, you can all out defense for plus one. So that's plus four there, almost automatic. Mm -hmm. Uh, mystic shield as well yeah yeah and then if you take uh verduros harmony like uh jeremy did here you can bring back a kurnath hunter not dependent on being in combat or any of that Mm -hmm. um the interesting here is he went for great bows and like you've said i'm not very scared of great bows size with minus two two inch reach are much scarier d3 damage um and he doesn't have spice Worm hive so he's not safe stacking so this list and emma's list doesn't leverage the save stacking that's apparent in uh in Sylvaneth.
0: The problem with save stacking in Sylvaneth is they're not a high wound army, so there's the yeah. low amount of mortal wounds that pretty much everyone can do are going to burn through you. Like twelve wound Tree Lord Ancient. Okay, I can do twelve mortal wounds. Maybe yeah. not directly mortals. Maybe I might finish it off with a couple dice yeah, rolls. Half right? and yeah. half. Yeah, um, like critical mass is important. So like eighteen wounds is much harder to kill than than fourteen or
2: twelve.
1: Yeah. And the the other thing is their base save is usually fours, mm. except for Elarial, who's a three. So you're relying on three up. So ones and twos, they're still a big failure point. Yeah. point even if you ignore all the rend in the world and yeah and all that. So
0: yeah, that is that is you know that matters if you if your save bonuses can exceed the rend, that matters. Uh, but it still sucks to like save on threes and against like zero rand attacks (laughs) it's just like dying to zero rand attacks you've got plus four to saves and you're just dying to crossbows
1: (laughs) yep just a
0: terrible feeling
1: (laughs) yeah for sure uh like i wouldn't see any problem if they were a three up save like Mm -hmm. they're very very slow they're super expensive pieces like just give them a roll go in the army they, they got to rethink
0: what this army is supposed to be doing um are they supposed to be like the army that makes trees everywhere and teleports around and charges out of that are they supposed to be like a castle army with dryads and then kernoths are they supposed to be uh centered around Alaria like how daughters of is centered around um, yeah there's just no clear direction on how sylvaneth ought to be playing and i hope they fix yeah. that with the third edition book yeah
1: I think in the AOS 2, they were leaning towards what you were saying with, with having mass amount of trees, but I think there was a little bit of a backlash. Sylvaneth is one of the most expensive armies to collect because of those trees, and it's a pain to paint. Mm-hmm. Leaves, they, if you're trying to glue individual leaves onto, onto And they break trees. so
0: easily. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Hey, Levin,
0: how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. We'll be talking about your list soon, don't worry. <laughs> he just wants us to talk about his list. <laughs> Soon, uh, it's you know, GL. It's not a big deal. Yeah.
2: Um.
0: Okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to another. There. There's one more of these, and we'll we'll get to it. Um. So far, I'm liking this version a little bit more. I think the dryads and bigger block of kurnoths gives more options uh, in terms of objective zoning and damage output. Even right, mm-hmm. like drake just not not spectacular. Um. No. So it's lacking on the mobility because doesn't have the hive. Right. So. We'll see how it plays out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh next up we're gonna look at Graham Lottering. Graham Graham. It's gotta be Graham Graham. Graham. Okay. Yeah. It's usually got an H in there when I say Graham, but uh <laughs> yeah. he's from the We Will Bury You team, who have a few members coming. Uh he's playing Soul Blight Grave Lords Legion of Night. This is our first non battle regiment. Are you excited? <laughs> Actual, like, enhancements and and choices to talk about. Um, So he's got Warlord and Hunters, which is, like, if you're not running Battle Regiment or, like, some strange core battalion that only your faction has, you're probably running Warlord and Hunters. That's the most common combo. For sure. Um, So he's running Manfred, who's got that cool, like, I'm just going to teleport out of combat, so you better shoot me or you're not touching me. Uh, He's got that going on. He's got a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon who looks like a pretty beefy... Melee hammer. It doesn't look like super tanky from that loadout. He's got Swift Form, Shard of Night, uh, Fetid Miasma, and, and, the, and the pinions. So it looks more offense oriented. Yep. uh He's got a necromancer with Fading Vigor, and I can never remember what Fading Vigor does.
1: I think it's 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 a minus one to hit or minus one to wound. I'm not quite sure. All their all their things sound the same, which <laughs> unfortunately do. just confuses the heck out of me. Uh, but well, it, it's, it's seeking to, to, uh, cast, uh, Van Hales most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll,
0: we'll go through each one of these enhancements and explain them. Um, cause I don't want people to be like, oh, they're just reading off the list. Tell me what they're actually doing. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, For but sure. so, so then he's got on top of that, uh, 20 wolves, three bats, uh, 40 zombies, five blood knights and 20 great And it kind of looks like a, like an eclectic mix of, of random units from the battle tome, but it's not. Um, each one of those units serves a particular role, right? Like, Felbats are really good for absorbing Unleash Hell, 40 Dead Walker are really good for Recursion and Mortal Wounds. Graveguards just slap damage. They do so much damage. It's crazy. Yep. Um, and the Dire Wolves are are 10 models that you can easily like, you don't care if they die, you just bring them back and they're surprisingly point efficient in terms of damage and wounds, right? Like, for the yep. whatever, I think, one, one, 140, I think they are, they're just good for their points, right? Yeah. They don't. They're not high impact, but they're they're efficient, especially like uh twenty wounds on a five up ward, yep. you know, six up ward usually.
1: Five up, six up, yeah. Five, five up, up save, save. six up ward, yeah. Yeah, and they're in those small cavalry bases, so you can stretch mm-hmm. them out quite easily. um So um I, I do have now fading vigor is minus one attack. Okay. Uh, melee weapons. Uh, so exactly like choking mist, uh, kind of yeah. in my in my um, so eight, in my list.
0: Eighteen inch range means you're not casting at turn one. It's more like once the enemy comes to me or starting turn two onwards, I'm going to debuff something. That's a very powerful effect. Minus one attack is really really powerful. Um, mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of units. coupled with the bodies that they have, right? So it just yeah. puts the forty dead zombies even much more tanky. Because yeah, trying to deal with forty zombies, you want weight effect so if you just minus one attack but kill them then yeah. you're in a very very good spot yeah um the I, vampire looked on the loadout like you were saying is is going to be used while people use maw crushers um so a form is plus two to charge and then amethyst and pinions gives you plus five to move, and so that thing is just yep flying 19 <laughs> inches to charge yeah yeah
0: that's it's it's doesn't necessarily have to alpha strike on its own uh, but it can, at any point in the game, just hit the NOS and just fly, right? Like, that's yeah. what that thing's there for. Because yeah. the rest of this list is crazy yeah. slow, right? Like, Blood Knights and Felbats yep. have a little bit of mobility. Manfred's mobility comes from retreating, <laughs> teleporting out of combat, right? Like, he's not that fast on his yep. own. Um, So it looks good. Uh, are you familiar with Graham as a player? Have you played with him before?
1: Uh, I've believe I've seen them around. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I've, I haven't personally played him, so I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. um, what his skill level is in terms of this list. But it, it's uh, put together pretty competently, um, the list is. So.
0: Yeah. there's I, One thing I like about the Soulblight Battle Tome is that each unit has its own niche, right? It's not like... Yep. Like, there's some units you'd be like, well, when would I use this? Uh, like, I can't think of a use for the Dynasty-born guys, like the Verkos Little Werewolf Men from curse city i can't mm-hmm. think of much use for them but like in terms of the core units not from court curse city uh like d- the fact that you can have Dire Wolves, fell bats zombies graveguard and blood knights all in the same list all serving a different function of what your list is trying to do yep. is fantastic yeah for sure uh he went with uh prize sorcery is the grand strategy he's got a, he's got three wizards it makes sense manfred cannot be killed by melee attacks only by uh stomps for some armies all they can do is shooting stomp them to death. yeah shooting yeah. yeah um so that makes sense price sorcery seems like a good one um and yeah it's not like you could fit this in a battle regiment anyway right like do you really want to reinforce direwolves and you've got two commanders yeah. right you, you can't run uh both of them as commanders. so
1: manfred and vampire yeah
0: yeah so it's it's really tough to fit this in a in a battle regiment you'd have to cut one of those yeah and,
1: then... and so like uh like we talked about before you just to get as many bonuses as you can on your list if you can't mm-hmm. fit it in 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 super low drop. Yeah.
0: And and Legion of the Night uh that's the one where you can put skeletons in reserve, right? And I believe Graveguard count for that or do they not?
1: Uh I believe so. I think I think it's uh plus 1 to their save if you're in your territory. Um so I'll take a look at it. Yeah, plus 1 to your save uh in the first battle round period so they have changed that. And uh, you can just place any unit on the side, and you can ambush them uh, from a battlefield edge. Oh, any um, okay. as opposed to yeah, as opposed to the grave sites, which uh only require o- only are allowed um, summonable units. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so that's that's really good for for a very slow army like Soulblight typically is, uh, especially like there's a lot of slow infantry in this list being able to hold them in reserve is really good um, like tactically gives you options which I, I like having options you can put them on the mm-hmm. board if you need screens or you can put them in reserve to threaten objectives and position maybe get lucky with some nine inch charges um yeah I, I like having options so that's looks yep. looks like a fun list to play against nothing unfair at all which is what i love about no. play. they always feel like an honest army
1: yeah, 155 wounds is pushing kind of the upper limit of 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 lists as well. Oh, so just we're, we're you watching. wait.
0: That is nothing. <laughs> That's nothing compared to what we got coming up. Oh man, I, I think
1: I know whose list is is we were talking about, but maybe yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it.
0: uh Coming up next, we have Jeremy. Is another name I'm going to get wrong. Vessir? Vessier. 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 Sorry, Jeremy. I'm not quite sure. You let us know how to <laughs> pronounce it, man. Uh, Caradron Overlords, It you know, when you see Caradron, it's like it's going to be a blimp Alpha Strike list, and mm. it's, it's it's not that. It's not a blimp mm-hmm. Alpha Strike list, right? Because blimp Alpha Strike is like, people call it the clown car. You just pile as many bodies into a single Arcanaut uh, Ironclad, and then you just deploy it, and then you you Deep Strike it, and everything unloads, and, and yeah. This is not that. It's got elements of that because you could load up a frigate with a chemist with a bottle and then put some Arconaut company in there, put some Thunderers in the other one. Like it's got elements of that, but it's not all in on the concept, which frankly has me more worried because I'm very used to like all in one Zeppelin comes down. Everything comes out of that. It's all in one spot and they don't have the mobility really to get yeah. out of there once they're done with this. Um, this worries me a bit more. So sorry. So let's run. Let's run through this. Um Aether chemist spell in a bottle that's pretty standard everybody every single karajon list has that right it's got another Aether yep it's yeah. got another ether chemist this time with collector so that he can take a, another um artifact with the staff of ocular optimization which i honestly don't know what it does the only artifact from karajon i know is the
1: spell in a bottle everything else is like, you ha- yeah you have to you have to take the staff of Unfortunately, because it's an older battle tome, oh, it's okay. uh, locked in in Zilphin. It's plus one to your shooting weapon, so that chemist will be twos and fours, uh, three d six attacks minus two. So one so damage.
0: a free so. all out hit, all out attack. That's not. It's okay. You no, have it's
1: to take not, it. Yeah. So yeah. you ha-
0: then you have to take collector. So you have to take spell on a bottle,
1: right? So, on a bottle, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: he's got two frigates, which are okay with the constant point decreases they're getting to a point where they're becoming acceptably efficient shooting still not good i think i'd rather run um a gun hauler with a heavy scut with a heavy cannon rather than frigate i think i could be wrong because i know the the ironclad had extra shots and then the frigate and the gun hauler had the same profile for shooting
1: yeah so the the frigate has the same the the sky cannons d6 shots uh, I believe, uh, the, um, ironclad six, like just flat, uh, and the gun hauler has the same, uh, heavy sky cannon. The, the only difference between the two is the, uh, the carbines, uh, the frigates have four of them and they're two damage a piece. The gun hauler is two at one damage a piece. Mm-hmm. So that is the, the, the only difference between the two, mm-hmm. um, as, opposed, and as, as well as the capacity, obviously, of uh, of ferrying people back and forth uh, that they have and the gun hauler don't. The the points between them isn't that big either. It's only 90 points between the two, right. between gun haulers and uh, frigates.
0: Well, it adds up to another gun hauler in this list, but you need some yeah. amount of transport, right? You can't not transport yeah. things to carriage on. You have to. You can't do, like, a yeah. foot slog army. Uh, what do you yeah. think about the debt settler? Uh, that's the after you charge, you get, like, a two up to deal D6 mortals. What do you feel about that on the gun hauler running it as like a suicide piece? Because <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, rather yeah. than your very important frigates, like you're splitting your opponent's attention up. It's like, do I want to kill the gun hauler before it uses this D6 mortal wound bomb on me? Or do I want to shoot down the frigates, which might even have some stuff inside them?
1: Uh, I actually used to run the Death Settler all the time. Uh, the problem with Care Drawn in 3.0 is safe stacking. They have a lot of minus one rend stuff mm. uh, that you can easily you know, counter with all out defense. And so you need mortals to supplement your list in order to get through those tougher things. And which is why the vortex is in there and the death settler as well as the storm Drake guard right. with their, with their um, mortal wound breath. Um, so that's, that's, I always run it with a death settler. I will never take it with anything else. But
0: particular on the gun hauler, because the the debt, the debt settler could have been on the frigates, right?
1: No, only gun. Oh, haulers, it's only gun haulers. Weirdly oh, okay, enough. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. You can... I haven't played Caradron in a while. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Yeah, I I owned Army, and I even haven't played it in a long time. Uh, But it's... I think this list is pretty strong. And I think uh, there was an omission here. There is an Ironclad in the list. Did I miss it? Yes.
0: Oh, my God. That's a terrible mistake. (laughs) So Okay, so it is the clown car kind of build then, but without, like, tons of balloon boys in there. Um, It looks like it's more focusing on heavy... How did I miss the Ironclad? That's so. Yeah, these points don't even make sense. I'm looking at it now. I'm like, is there Gotrek in this list? And I'm not seeing him. Like, it's like four um, points missing.
1: And interestingly enough, he took the the um, boat effect, the, the artifact on the boat that uh, allows him to do uh, mortal wounds on the charge as well. So he's he's really trying to um, cover that weakness that Cairjon mm-hmm. have with the the mortals uh, was, coming was from very... the other pieces.
0: I think everybody's expecting a save-stacking meta, in particular, like Cragnos and Stormdrakes uh, being two up and three up. Everybody's expecting those, and it's like, I need mortal wounds that don't come from spells to deal with these two yeah. things, which are high save and yeah. ignore spells.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jeremy is the captain of Team America. Mm-hmm. So he is a very, very capable player. Uh, his care drawn play, I will say, is one of the best I've seen. He's won multiple events GTs with KO when a lot of people have counted him out. So, mm-hmm. um, again, it's one of those things that the army itself, you know, potentially isn't doing well in the grand scheme of things, but the the player kind of elevates the army because they know it so well.
0: Like how I was doing Stormcast in 2nd edition.
1: <laughs> yeah, and nobody yeah. played that. Yeah, so it's basically that. he's He's a very, very, very good and very mm. practiced player I, with KO.
0: I like this, and if it does well, I think it's going to blow open people's understanding of KO, because everybody's just doing the single Clown Car, right? Cram as many yep. bodies in as you can, but this is... The problem with the Clown Car is that it just dies. It's not durable yep. enough. You can't save stack on it, because this is an army without Mystic Shield. Uh, it can't... It can get all-out defense, but it can't issue it on itself, right? So You need you the, heroes the heroes to do that. And this is not a hero-heavy army, right? So... Yeah, if you snipe off the heroes, then the boat is just totally vulnerable. 18 wounds on a 3-up with no finest hour, no healing, um, no mortal wound protection. I think he gets a 6-up ward while the gun hauler's nearby, but that's not That's not. Bad, yeah,
1: right? and that's not something to rely on, yeah. yeah.
0: It seems like he's going for, like, mobile artillery. Uh, I don't yep. think he's going all in like Caradron typically do, so I'm very excited to see where this goes. And the Star Drake guard present this, like, if I play far back... At any point, I can teleport forwards with every single thing in my army and and be aggressive. Yep. So yep. tactically, I think this is the right direction to go for Caradron, given their current state.
1: Yep. And it's one of those where what do you target? Like each forget is important, but it's not your whole game plan isn't wholly dependent on a frigate. The ironclad is is a much juicier target, but if you've taken, if you go to take that, you need something quite heavy because it's a three up save eighteen wounds, uh, to to take it down. And in that sense, the frigates are free to operate and fly high and drop on objectives. So he's gonna try to stretch you out as much as possible, flying high and and going to one side, and you know exploiting that flank. And then when you go to respond, he'll pick up his whole army and then go mm-hmm. to the other flank and then when you respond to that then again it's 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 an army that requires a lot of understanding of the game and uh understanding of threat ranges as well Yeah,
0: my concern with this list if i were to critique it just and i haven't played against it so i don't know how how valuable mm-hmm. this concern is it's not a high damage output list it's got you no. know the ironclad doing six the two frigates doing d6 gun doing d6 and then whatever damage the storm drakes do which is not a lot they have to spike high on the wound on the, on the breath to to be yep. an effective damage unit um it's not a high damage list and i don't see how he's going to churn through some of the list that we have in this pack here um yeah and, and you even... can fly
1: around and drop all you want but if that space that you want to be on is already occupied yes. by an enemy unit
0: <laughs> that's the problem with shooting yeah. right is like shooting happens after movement so if you yeah. bl- even if you blow off the stuff on the objective well you're not on the objective
2: still yeah. right so
0: it's it's a problem um i'm also curious why they took the war blades on the drakes um, given that this army has enough rend one stuff already like he's got the rend two sky cannons i figured more rend two would have been better with the lances so mm. we'll, we'll we'll see maybe that's a typo maybe i'm missing something
1: he might be using it more as a pinning unit pin and then shoot over like behind it Mm-hmm. to To try to grind you out that way, as opposed to the rest
0: of the army doesn't support that though, right? Like those strikes yeah. are going to die and give up points. I'm very interested to see what it does. I really, really want to see Caradron evolve. Um, and we might be waiting for a while for a battle tome. Yeah, so I, I it's see- how to use the
1: Drake. Like everything else, like I, I understand how Jeremy is going to be using each of the pieces, but the, the guard again, does he hold it back and use it as a counterattack piece? Does he? throw them in and pin, like, again, like what you said previously, two guard isn't tanky enough to pin right. some of the high output units out there. So I'm interested to see how he deploys that.
0: Especially because two guard um, is two victory points. If your opponent does it correctly, they can just, like, d- like drawing blood, one. right? It's like kill yeah. one, weaken the other one, and then just finish it off casually whenever you want. Yep. Um, yep. One guard is not scary as a hammer, so you can leave it alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm very interested to see to see what Jeremy does with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up we have G1 playing Gloom Spike Gits, and he has <laughs> 72 models and 145 wounds, and no battle regiment in sight. So let's break down because he's he's got four units. <laughs> One of them is reinforced outside of a battalion, right? Just mad lad. Um So let's break it down here he's got a fungoid cave shaman with hand of gork that's like every gets list needs the teleport right uh you've got a dankhold trog trogbost who's got arcane tome with ghost mist i don't understand (laughs) that pick at all like not even a little bit um madcap shaman with itchy nuisance and moonface amulet itchy nuisance i believe is the fight last
2: spell
1: correct yeah
0: and then he's got a marsh crawler slogoth which i'm not that familiar with cruel boy so i'm not sure what it's doing in this list necessarily uh, then he's yeah. got nine uh, nine rock gut trogs, which are good. Uh, yeah. Rock gut trogs yeah. are legit a good unit in, in any army. Minus right? two three damage. Yep, and they whip rocks too. They're like yep. they're actually a good unit. Uh, and when you double reinforce them, it's it's enough wounds that your opponent has to dedicate serious resources into killing them. Like I yep. don't I think not even four fulminators is enough to kill nine rock guts on average. Like Ren 2 cuts through them, but they've got the war and just tons of wounds, right?
1: Five of them. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and now unfortunately they can't unleash because their rock throwing ability is an ability it's not a missile weapon um, yeah on the other hand though they can run and still do it so there's pros and cons um yep. on top of that he's got two units of fanatics two uh two units of shoot us six more trogots whipping more rocks at you and then like your list he's got the ripper Snall things in there yeah um, and the scuttle tide which points. is yeah. nobody everybody annoying. seems to forget the scuttle tide can just deploy anywhere on the table pretty much
1: it's the most annoying piece mm-hmm. and the spell yeah. Uh just nickel and dimes you throughout the thing and just blocks movement and and that sort of thing. So he's he's yeah. got a
0: mix, right? He's got a little bit of speed with the snarlfangs, not a lot, but he's also got a teleport. He's got yeah. um good melee hammers, right? If those rock guts connect before they get wiped out, which is the the struggle with them, is that they're not fast and they're Well, they're just not fast and they're not that durable. Yeah, they're just not fast, yeah. yeah. They're somewhat durable. The five up board is good. Um it increases their wounds pretty well from like four per model to six per model but there's still just a five up save and they're just slow um yeah. so if they can hit you first and i think this is where having two big units of them is like your opponent could reliably kill one but then that leaves the other one still up which can connect especially if you screen which a lot of times when people play uh rock guts they they're playing like thematically appropriate lists and they don't bring stuff like 20 shooters to screen for them shooters. yeah as a counter punch unit rock Rockets are like perfect, right? They've got range, they've yep. got high rend, high damage. They're really, really good for that role. Um, now, of course, that style works if you have shooting to force the enemy to come to you. Without it, you're moving up in the middle and then hoping for a double, pretty much, yep. which you're not going to get when you have 11 drops and your opponent forces you to go first every single time. So that's going to be a big struggle for this list.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, too, because he basically has a double screen. Uh, prior to you getting to the Rock Guts. So the, mm-hmm. the Loon Smashers will be within the Shooters, and so they'll deploy them outside during your, your charge phase. You charge, they fight first, potentially kill whatever charged. They have that screen there. Uh, and then if you double them, you go into the, the Shooters, you know, leaving the Rock Guts fairly safe behind them. Um, so it's interesting that, you know, again, like you said, a lot of people who play Trolls play a thematic list with all Trolls but you don't have the the screening potential that this list has. Mm-hmm. The other thing, as well as the Callus Logoth, is actually such a good ally because it has a plus one to hit in an aura that's not limited by crew boys. It just says allied units. Just friendly
0: units. Plus one hit. Friendly
1: units, yeah. Wow, that's
0: And that's so those crazy, rockets
1: right? are all two, two up. And since you have two units, you can't buff them with all-out attack each. So... Mm-hmm. Um you can all out defense them so that they're four up save instead and always have that plus one to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh ghost mist, I don't totally understand. I it should have been flaming potentially... weapon, right? Or even <laughs> levitate. Yeah. I think what he's attempting to do is ghost mist his own Loon Shrine. And then uh but it's already so then... big
2: you
0: can't see through it anyway.
1: And then so yeah, you know, if you deploy your rock guts inside, you ghost mist it, and because you still go through the the piece i i don't know maybe there's some sort of weird interaction with that that's the only thing i can think of i would never take ghost mist ever i'm pretty <laughs> so sure he's gonna I'm be not casting
0: sure. shield every turn
1: yeah i it's think maybe be. that's just a troll choice <laughs> thematically uh troll choice for him just needs a bridge um yeah uh it uh moon face amulet is uh choose something within six and it's minus one to your save Mm-hmm. Um, so couple that with the minus two that the rock guts already have you're looking at minus three uh, on something that that you know impacts the the trogoths so it, it's quite a punchy list
0: doesn't the madcap shaman signature spell i think it also reduces save rolls right but it's short range if i remember
1: uh i think it no 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 it's minus one to shoot now it has been changed oh,
0: okay yeah, yeah. I, I haven't played against it a, a madcap shaman since the book came <laughs> out so i didn't keep up with
1: the errata yeah um, yeah i was uh, i was running one in my iron jaws for for quite some time to protect oh, my minus uh,
0: one save spell so good
1: yeah so, uh so, so yeah and then he can recur those rock guts half a unit so the nine not the nine man unit becomes five and then the six man unit becomes three mm-hmm. um, when you do end up destroying it so it does have a little bit of recursion and i think noah's gonna put the shrine fairly close to the objective so that he can be secure in knowing that if, you know, you throw something into the Rock Guts, he can cover his, his bases. Because when you recur a unit, it's outside of three, not outside of nine, like it usually is. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Yeah.
0: It is interesting. I, it's so hard to rely on terrain pieces, though, when, when monsters can just smash them easily. And Kragnos exists, who does it passively,
2: right?
1: Yep.
0: Very interesting, because, because I know this player is good. I've seen his results at other events, and I know he's a good player. Uh, and I've yep. spoken with Murgonk, who's who's a co-host on the channel. Um, he is a good player, so I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here.
1: He's he's a wild man, though. Uh, knowing Noah personally, he's a wild man, and so he does some crazy things. So hmm. we'll, see.
0: we'll see. We will see. I don't like any... I don't like any spell that relies or any list that relies on spells because unless your tech you no. it's like it's unreliable or seraphon I'd okay. give it seraphon reliability on that um but yeah that's that's about it mm-hmm. interested to see how this performs because it's not the the Gavin list um that he he won five o with at his last event yep. it's a very different approach so I, I'm very curious to see how it does
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it doesn't have Kragnos gits are doing well no. without Kragnos Let's, let, ooh, it's a good time to be alive right <laughs> Uh, next up here, we have Jordan Duncan uh, from Seasonal War giving one final hurrah to the, the second edition, technically first edition, Idaneth Deepkin Battle Tome, uh, running Foython. Foy- that's how you get it. I got it. Nailed it. Um, battle Regiment with Eidolon of the Storm using Cloud of Midnight, which is the once per battle this unit can't be shot. And then you combo that with the Idaneth ability to just not be shot unless you're the closest thing. But I think they eroded that right like so if if you stick the storm up front and use cloud then you can shoot the next thing or am i correct, wrong that? correct yeah correct yeah or i think it was an faq not neurotic but um
1: F- F-A-Q. yeah sure.
0: then he's got a uh, tidecaster which as a general can reverse the tides which is really good with phoethon because then they can high tide fight you first on turn two uh it's got born from agony which is i think just a wound bonus steed of tides is the hero teleport spell I've been looking at the Correct. new. I've been looking at the new Ideneth book, so I'm just trying to remember everything from the second edition one.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: the Soul scryer is the deep strike guy. He uh, he gets two units in reserve with him that can pop out on a table edge, and then he gives those units plus three to charge the turn they come out, so they're on a six inch rerollable charge because in the second edition battle tome, a guard still had rerollable charges. Um, and then he's got a little bit of a shooting castle setup going on here on top of that, so he's got forty reavers, ten thralls, and a Leviathan with reverberating carapace and i think that was the broken realms update that was the increased range on the drums correct yeah okay nailed it uh and then he's running hold the line because it's not what else you're gonna run right like
1: yeah uh potentially you could run prize sorcery but that this is a rough
0: choice that's a really rough choice because reavers and thralls are not hard to kill no and uh when, at this event, you know, there's going to be a lot of players trying to go five zero or 4-1 at least, and the tiebreaker grand strategy is actually going to really matter. So the, the hold the line, I wonder, um, maybe I'll just ask him how much how much thought went into that, because uh, I was torn on the grand strategy personally. I couldn't figure out which one I wanted.
1: That's the same with me. Uh, my, my list is very similar to this in that I only have the Bolt Boys as my battle line, and I have hold the line as well. Mm, that's rough. So if you're going to win, it's yeah. fine.
0: But the the risk is that as you're like, that's the thing I want to kill playing a shooting list. Uh, That is the thing I want to take out anyway. Right. So not only am I going to score broken ranks off it, I'm also going to deny you your grand strategy. Um, And even if you win the game, you're going to come away, come away from it without a grand strategy, which is really. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's where uh, that's where I kind of I struggled as well. Um, It's it's difficult in that like if you take Predator's Domain like some of the other players were doing it's like when you win you, you guarantee it but when you lose you might not it might be the same thing where you might yeah. not be able to 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 guarantee that you get it
0: none, so, none of the grand strategies are particularly appealing it all feels like if somebody just wants to be a jerk and a poor sport they can ruin it for you
1: um, <laughs> very much so and they um, don't even matter some armies, some armies can just do it though Oh yeah, like Luminef with sorcery, yeah. yeah. Fire Slayer's the have invocation, poss- yeah, and then you just plant a wall. Yep, and and the wall, unlike every other
0: invocation in the game, it doesn't doesn't, doesn't auto dispel itself. <laughs> so
1: it's so like, you would you would need a priest in order to remove it. Yep, and, and who's going to
0: waste a prayer on that?
1: <laughs> Never. Yeah, yeah, just to deny you a grand strategy. No, it, it's more of a like that's. That's a move to to spite your opponent. Like it doesn't. It's not a game plan to win you a game. Uh, if it's you out try of spite, to yeah. unbind, yeah, it's out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah. so back to Jordan's list. Um, I'm actually really glad he's bringing Ideneth. because I, I most of the games I've had against Jordan were against his Ideneth, and they're always the best matchups because he's he really understands this this army and every single piece in it, how to get the most yep. out of every single unit, positioning them to block my shooting um the boat placement is always excellent um he he's an excellent player i'm really looking if i hope i get matched up against him it'd be
1: yeah it'd be great to see him and the the output of this army uh is insane in shooting
0: yeah reverse are what like two sh-
1: ahead. yeah two we, shots a piece at 18 inch range so 40 inch or 40 shots at 18 inch inches uh minus one one damage uh, plus one from the Leviathan, so there'll be twos to hit. Uh re-rolling one on flood tide. Uh so if he flips the tide, it'll be round one. He gets to re-roll hit rolls of one. Yep. So 2s reroll on once. And then uh twos to wound, uh, because of the Eidolon storm. of the storm. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, now yeah. all of that's going away in third edition. <laughs> like, Correct. All Correct. the re rolls, all the bonuses to wound on shooting, that's all gone in the next book. So yeah. this is like yeah. this list is gonna get weaker in week (laughs) actually the day of the event the day of the event this book this list is just nerfed dramatically
1: yeah Um, but because list submission was previous i was surprised that he took this list jordan you know has been playing stormcast for for a little bit with with kind of great success as well so
0: i i think this list is going to struggle with other melee armies um the game is really fast right now and i don't know how it's going to deal with very aggressive melee armies right or, or things yeah. that can just deploy out of your shooting range. Um,
1: you're you're relying on the Ishilan Guard, I think, to, to screen. And three Ishilan Guard is not a huge footprint.
0: No, it's not. Even if you put them, like, you know, long ways, it's still, like, six of them is not that much against, like, Translocating Stormcast or even just any kind of Deep Strike shooting, which there's a lot of and there's going to be more of. Um, there's two Daughters of cane list, two Stormcast lists that rely on it. Um, it's It's rough to get the surface area and the coverage you need. Uh, I feel yep. like the Reavers are going to be exposed at some point, or he's going to have to deploy really far back or even put yep. the Reavers in reserve, in which case you can, you know, screen them out because they have to come out on the flank. Right. So you can just put screens really far out and then that's it. That's all they're doing. They come out, they shoot and they die.
1: Yep.
2: But we'll
0: see. We'll see how he handles it. I know he's a great player and I think he's going to do really well with it.
1: Yeah. That That's the thing about this tournament. It's, you know, 36 players, but I would say a majority of the players are top-end uh, tournament players, people who've yeah. who've had great success uh, previously, you know, GT winners and that sort of thing. So it's going to be a very, very competitive. The list might not look the most optimized at, at times, uh, but again, the players kind of sometimes elevate the list far beyond what uh, what it looks like.
0: Yeah, for sure. Plus, we've only seen like four storm drakes. Is this even a competitive event? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah for sure uh next up here kevin wardrop from knights of pyre coming up with a host arcanum list uh using it's basically kairos and arcaon right that's mm-hmm. the list he's gonna summon a few more uh screamers because screamers. of his host arcanum. he's got the dispel scrolls on one three and five which games don't go to five so it doesn't matter so on one and three he's got the spell scrolls um but kairos and arcaon is the combo and i you know i don't i don't know kevin i don't think so I'm wondering if he saw the battle scroll update to Arcaon not getting fate dice anymore. Mm. Um maybe he's still relying on that combo, but I I haven't seen this talked about in months. Uh am I missing something or or is my very quick summary there kind of <laughs> on point?
1: I, I think I think you're correct. Uh Kevin Kevin owns two armies. I, I know him personally. He has Nighthot, and he has this list. And so when those are your two choices, what do you take? Even though, you know, you know the Archeon's not as effective in, in uh, you know, in the game currently or in Zinch. Oh, is it
0: um, the Kevin from X-Planet?
1: No, 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 not mm-hmm. Kevin from X-Planet. Okay. No, the, the, this gentleman's from Barry as well. Um, uh, The interesting thing I, you know... Barring, you know, Archaeon. Arceon's still a house in and of himself, but not mm-hmm. having fate dice really, really hurts him. No guaranteed charges, no guaranteed um uh king slayer, uh slayer of kings. Um he doesn't have a spell portal.
0: Whoa, yeah, I wrote Emerald Life Swarm, there's no spell portal.
1: No, I, I just double checked his list. No, he does not have spell portal.
0: Okay, so Kairos just dies and doesn't do anything, right? Like
1: So everything he's operating on is 18 inches. So once you're outside of that 18 inch Um, area, I think you're pretty safe against this list. Kairos with obviously uh, the uh, Infernal Gateway or Gift of Change to to do the six more wounds does so much. And then he knows everybody's spells near him, so the Thaumaturge uh, has a d6 damage spell as well. Mm -hmm. So Kairos is doing six plus d6 every turn, but again without a spell portal, it's only 18 inches. It's like a shotgun blast,
0: right?
1: Yeah, and Archaeon not having uh, access to Infusion Arcanum which is plus one to hit and plus one to wound is going to be yeah. not as effective as he was. we'll no. say.
0: It, it's got some annoying things, right? Like I don't think this is like an impossible list to win with. It's just not meta right now. Like it's not,
1: no, not what it was before. Yeah. yeah. Previous to the battle scroll, especially battle scroll. Spell, list.
0: spell portal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the problem with Zinch right now is that Legion of the first prince is just the same thing, but better, right? Yep. Just, just better at the same thing which is really sad
1: yeah summoning uh half your charge the ward you get to use uh,
0: blood slick ground which is like the worst ability ever designed
1: (laughs) yeah 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 i hate that thing
0: i don't even want to start arguing about rules man it's the worst (laughs) like is it a pulse is it an aura who knows nobody knows Um, nobody knows so we're looking at drops here this is actually the first list that hasn't been like one two or like nine this is yep. the middle ground here. We're seeing six, and that's strictly because when you're running Kairos and Archaon, you can't do Battle Regiment, so you might as well do Hunters of the Heartland, and with only three units in the list, you don't have any troops left to do a Warlord or anything. So, For sure. It's out of necessity. Uh, it feels... I mean, you only have one hero, so what do you need extra enhancements for? right? Maybe spells? Uh,
1: Yeah, because both of them are are unique, so they can't even take anything extra. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh,
0: Levon saying, Pretty sure his New Year's resolution was not using Arcane in 2022. And He's, hmm.
1: <laughs> he's waiting true. for that Nighthawk battle tome. I know for a fact. So.
0: It's going to be good. Deep Strike shooting is coming back in a big, big way. I hope. I hope. All we'll right, see, Levon, we'll see. here we go. Here we go. Levon, uh, oh. Russian name from Bulldog Hammer. <laughs>
1: Two hundred and six wounds. Two
0: hundred and six wounds with hundred and forty-four models, eleven drops. He's. I'm so glad I know he's not a slow player, so I know that this isn't going to be an issue for me. Because if yep. I saw this with anybody else, I'd be like,
1: "Come on, man, what are you doing?" To me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play till round three and then win. No, uh, I, I, yeah. Levon is uh, a member of Team Canada, um, and I know we. Uh, he's been practicing with chess clocks because the AOS Worlds are, um, requires chess clocks. So he's he's fairly quick with this list already. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but yeah, so um, we, we had Levon on, on for a live stream when we did a really big breakdown of his LDO list, which was like, this is kind of the core of it in terms of concept. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a pretty good understanding of what he was trying to do. And it seems like since then, he's broken off from just running two big blocks of zombies. And instead he's going 60-40-20 instead of just 60-60. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mm-hmm. still got the... I think he had direwolves in there last time fell bats he swapped the corpse cart out i believe you can correct me if, yeah. much, if i'm wrong you're living below. yeah i'm pretty sure I he has
1: that. a plus one to cast uh unholy lodestone in, instead of the mm-hmm. balefire Brazier, which was minus one to wound uh, the corpse cart i think is only five or six wounds with a six up save so you couldn't reliably protect it near your, your your zombies and it's such a short aura that the plus one to to your casting means that you know it's just much more reliable mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's so he's dropped the big Gargant, which was like the big spicy piece that I really liked from his LVO list. Mm-hmm. But I understand why he did it, because the Gargant without the extra bodies on an objective is not a big presence, right? Mm-hmm. And and what you get from trading it out is it looks like he's gotten Belladama, uh, Blood Knights, and I think that's actually where the Direwolves come in. I think they weren't in his previous list. So he's got more screening, more bodies. He's controlling more of the fight, Um which is what he was trying to do originally, and the Gargant didn't play into it as well as this would have. So this looks yep. like a refined version of the LVO list, and that LVO list was was good. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. N- he needs a reliable Necromancer spell. Yeah, that makes sense, the Lodestone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you've still got Gorslav, Necromancer, who's got an Arcane Tome, so he's casting two spells a turn. Uh, overwhelming dread. Let's look that one up real quick, because all the spells sound yeah. exactly the same, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, like we were saying. Um the thing that I like about this list, uh as like more so than his alveolus list is the inclusion of Belladama. Uh, Belladama allows you to potentially control shooting. Now it is only unfortunately within an 18-inch range. She has a spell that's kind of what does what Kairos is, does with D3 mortals and then summoning wolves. Um I played him recently and I realized that the spell is actually better than Kairos' spell, and that Kairos' spell is the first model that you remove from the mortals. That's where you spawn the chaos spawn. This is just anywhere three inches within mm-hmm. three inches of uh the unit. That's way better So you can
0: lock down multiple units and, and your yeah. opponent doesn't get to choose, which is huge.
1: Yeah. So I attempted to remove one of my hobgrots. You know, to the opposite side of where my bolt boys were, but we read the rule much more deeply, and then he just spawned his his wolves be- beside my nine bolt boys, and so they were um, able to be charged by the Vangorian Lord afterwards. So mm-hmm. it's it's a very very good spell, um, and she's very hard to take down with the ten dire wolves because yes, has, she has a three plus pass off, uh, so you can't even rob a tiger target her and kill her before she gets to that 18 inch zone and and
0: you better kill her before those wolves are revived too that's another problem Even yep. if you kill them they're just back right as long as she's yep. fighting more or less on a graveyard she's really hard to take down uh, yep. blood knights add a bit more punch to this army which is good that's a good thing. speed, speed. yeah so, yep. and they can't be tied down that's a super important thing is that um a big problem soul blight have is not a lot of mobility and not just like speed but like when I, when I say mobility as opposed to just going far I mean like redeployment right like getting like I'm stuck in here because this is where my opponent wants me and now I can go somewhere else right like translocation is huge for that um retreat and charge is huge for that a lot of these are these are the abilities that win games because um, mm-hmm. AOS is won by movement so having the blood Knights not being able to tie them down gives him that element in his list and I think that's really useful mm-hmm. ghost mist again what the we are <laughs> missing something here <laughs> ghost missed meta like what yeah um yeah so he's still got the vangorian lord which did really well for him he's not using the same artifact he had last time let's look up some of these enhancements because i don't play soul blight and i want to know yeah. what, what is going on so
1: he's he's moved on to verko's dynasty which allows the vampires in his army to re-roll their casting role mm-hmm. he, he um, had that
0: last time too i believe
1: oh okay yeah uh,
0: is the is the the werewolf guys right
1: correct Correct. Yeah, um, yeah
0: he had that last time
1: uh and then pinions obviously makes that vanguardian lord vroom vroom across the the field mm-hmm. uh and then pack alpha and the vampire lord means he's just uh casting or giving out that as uh, command ability for plus one attack mm-hmm. uh without using a cp so he, yeah it's an extra he, he cp for other more things. yeah yeah uh
0: so sangsaron is uh plus d3 attacks to a melee weapon if, if you charge so Okay. more damage output on the vengorian lord which is good because that's something his list was lacking was multiple like i think when we talked about it on a live stream the zombies were playing simultaneously hammer and anvil and they don't have the durability or the speed to do that not like storm Dricks, which which have both yep. right so yeah um yeah they can be brought back but then it's nine inches away and you're and you're hoping for for hail mary charges yeah so yep. this is a refined list uh 11 you mad lad i'm looking forward to to seeing you there and playing against this
1: 206 wounds like still not the highest don't... is still, it not
0: it's not it's not the highest wound count in this list oh, there's no. one that beats it i think <laughs> i'm excited to show it i've never seen a list like this and i'm i know who did it and i'm gonna high five him when i see him
1: <laughs> i'm kind of scared
0: yeah so this is why i'm really glad i did not Go heavy on anti elite shooting, and I brought in mm. uh, a little bit of anti horde shooting just for stuff like this. Because for some mm. reason Canadians have figured out, like, we're done with the elite meta. We're moving on. <laughs> we're yeah. past it. Right. We're going yeah. into horde meta, baby. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is I think the next iteration of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, like you were we were saying before, fire slayers can enact that game plan.
0: Fire slayers, well. with thralls and reavers, night hound are definitely a horde army. Daughters of Cain. Yeah. Everybody get, gets the gut feeling they're going back to witch elves. Uh, yep. What's the What's the next book that's coming out after that too? Uh,
1: I I don't think we know what the other two are.
0: Sylvaneth and rats.
1: Rats. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're they're yeah. they can both be infantry based armies, not big monster meta. So yeah, that's definitely the way the game seems to be going. If only because that's what they're releasing and people want to play what's what's new and hot. For sure. Uh, so here we have Marcella, Marcella. Uh, from Tough Crowd, playing Daughters of Cain, Calebron. This is a very standard Daughters of Cain list, I would say. I don't want to make it seem like he's not creative or anything. Uh, or she, it's hard to tell from that name. Yeah, she, it's she. Okay, Marcella, Marcella. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you never know, right? <laughs> uh, so sure. ba- battle Regiment, but still two drops because Marathi Cain and the Shadow Queen are two different entries in a battalion, which is, uh, yeah. that sure is a thing,
1: huh? <laughs> it's it's nice that they can't fit it in a one-draw. It is nice. It you know, it's dumb. For your opponent. <laughs> but it's nice. <laughs>
0: uh so he's got Marathi came with Mine razer, pretty standard. Malusa is your general, uh, with all the stuff from Calibron that you have to take as your general, yep. that way you unlock snakes as your battle line. And then in terms yep. of snakes, uh ten melee, fifteen shooting, pretty standard, ten witch elves to round out the battle line, give you a bit of mobility and bodies and then two squads of lifetakers for, again, mobility and, and bodies. Um, yeah. And that's the list. And what this list does is it uses a command ability, not a spell, not a once-per-battle artifact. Uh, it uses a command ability to teleport Bloodstalkers in range in the movement phase. And then once they're in position, they're double-tapping you in the hero phase and the shooting phase. Doing yep. They basically shoot like Judicators, uh, where it's two shots apiece, hit rolls of six, do one mortal wound yep it's not even like the scariest shooting damage output but the fact that it's like twice it's really good against elites not so good against 200 wounds of zombies that revive. <laughs> and right? it's
1: consistent too it's just yeah. like lockstep it just happens every mm-hmm. single time Can't and you have it. to somehow get to them mm-hmm. at a certain point and, and because that's the yeah. and Go. because they're
0: calibron they're minus one to be hit by other shootings so this is like yeah. a, a shooting list that is anti-shooting at the same time which is quite quite interesting um for the sure. minus one hits not as useful as it used to be because all-out attack exists and everybody could use it um yeah. but what this list does is it, it'll just teleport in range to shoot the other shooting and then shoot them first right it's it's like stormcast uh before they got the battle tome daughters of King kind of just took their place as the teleport shooting army because it was like oh well yeah. you guys aren't doing it i guess we will i mean somebody's got to do it um yeah but now as the meta evolves it's like stormcast just do this better right and marathi yeah. People know how to kill Marathi at the competitive scene. She's a really good, like, pub stomper. She'll show up and people don't know how to deal with her. She'll take three wounds a round when his, people should be doing it per turn to kill her reliably at yeah. the bottom of two. And, yep. um, like, you, yeah, people know how to deal with Marathi. So I'm not saying this list is bad. Daughters of Cain are still a very strong army. But, like, people know this. In the tournament scene we we've understood yep. this list this archetype and what it's trying to do and there are better versions of it with stormcast with seraphon arguably with lumineth that kind of just do the same thing but better yep um but with the new daughter's book maybe they're just trying to get one last hurrah out of it um
1: plus not everybody owns every army right so <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um, um predators domain shows up again
0: yes i told you it was it was frequent um this is also a 99 wound list this is not like 80 ish, like uh, an elite army would. So it's got bodies, yeah. it's got wounds, uh, everything's got a six up ward. It's not Hagnar, so it doesn't have a five up against regular damage. Uh, but the yeah. minus one hit is huge because with your life takers, with your uh, Marathi, with your blood sisters, you can screen out and protect your stalkers against all melee, but other yep. shooting will beat you, and that's where the minus one hit comes in. So yeah, for sure. I'm surprised there's no Emerald Life Swarm. I would have figured that would have made its way in here somehow.
1: Yeah, it's two thousand of the nose, I think. Yeah, is, is, yeah unfortunately. A... Um it I'm noticing that all all of the people who have taken Predator's Domain so far are from the American scene. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting uh point as well.
0: Yes, uh Predator's Domain makes sense. Like I said, if you're winning, there's nothing your opponent can do to stop you from scoring it out of spite. Yep. Um I kinda had the same thought, but I went a different direction with it, and I'll I'll talk about that when we get to my list.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is it next? Um, nope okay nope. we got matt jackson uh from we will bury you which is, for people who don't yes. know barry is a city uh north of toronto so that's a fantastic pun really appreciate it yeah <laughs> uh so this is our first cities of sigmar list and it's uh it's not the living city and it's no. not running a whole bunch of stormcast units it's an actual cities of sigmar army uh, yes and, and i would say if you're not running stormcast tempest die is the best
1: Yes. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah.
0: So it's it's running also not a one drop. It's going for as much value as possible. It's going for a more controlling kind of play style, uh, making sure your opponent can't just neutralize you with roars and stomps and things of that nature. It's got mm-hmm. a rune lord, um, which is just a nice utility piece. It also buffs up your iron drakes, which there's only ten iron drakes, so that's kind of interesting. That um, you know a lot of people go rune lord. Uh, general double, double reinforced iron drakes and then bridge with some kind of like sorceress to reliably cast it right that's the typical yep. combo uh, yep. chose not to do that so it's interesting that the Rune lord exists I think it's to fill out the warlord battalion I think that's what yeah. it's for
1: and plus two to your dispels as well so mm-hmm. it's cheap good dispelling piece yeah
0: yeah yeah it's nice um i think he forgot to teach it a universal prayer because it could learn curse or something of that nature mm-hmm. i don't think i saw it in the list so maybe that's uh just you skill maybe yeah or the command point one even yeah uh, guidance yeah yeah uh, it's got a free guild general on griffin who's running swift of the wind vial of manticore venom that's that's an artifact nobody knows what it is but it's universal and it adds one to wound rolls well, um yep it's okay it's okay, right? Something wrong with it. Uh, yeah. and then Soaring Guardian, which I believe is the new one from White Dwarf, which um, yeah, if you die, you get just revive like a phoenix, I think, on a four up on a two
1: up. Two up two up. Even better. Yeah. So it's a
0: better phoenix, right? Griffins yeah. are just the new phoenixes. They're so hot right uh, now.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately just d three wounds, not your not your full profile again. Yeah. So but
0: it is a full damage stop, which is really good. That's always a yep. useful thing
1: yeah so it it denies you battle tactics right if you do since it's his general if you go slay the warlord or um bring it down on the turn that you want to do it you're you you can't yeah it just takes that option away you have to kill it twice
0: that this is something i've I've wanted to talk about the whole time but i keep forgetting it uh, comes up in my mind and then I, i forget about it um the way people are playing shooting right now primarily is a single large block of dudes um reinforced usually once or twice as much as you can really like we just saw the daughter's list that had 15 snakes and then you stack all the buffs that you can on them and then you use some kind of like force multiplier like a double tap or something right yeah and that does tremendous damage we see that all the time with long strike raptors we see it with judicators we see it with double tap snakes we see it with lumineth sentinels they pour all their buffs and they delete one thing Hmm. and that works and when you're in that kind of mindset of well i've got i've got a sniper rifle and you've got a sniper rifle whoever shoots first wins, right? And that's why Stormcasts Mm -hmm. win every single time in that scenario because we have Scions. Um, However, the problem with that approach is it's AOS is a dice game, right? With a double turn mechanic. So like you can never really truly do that properly. Um, And and I think where we're going to move to is kind of like what we're seeing with people in screens is that instead of having one large unit where you pour all your buffs into it, you disperse that... Power across multiple units because if your opponent has to dedicate all of their shooting to kill, you know, one of your guys or one of your units, shooting units, well, you still have three left. Whereas if they were all in a single clump, all of that damage, all that overkill, uh, is now effective, right? And Mm. I I think we're going to move to a more MSU style as third edition evolves naturally.
1: Mm. There's still going to be a place
0: for for that, but I think it's I think it's going to shift away.
1: Yeah, the interesting counterpoint to that is if you do go MSU. Uh, you start to hit the the ceiling of battle regiment Mm -hmm. and so uh, like there's there's pros and cons to either way or either um approach Mm
0: -hmm. and that's and i think that's um given how strong hunters of the heartland is i think we're going to see a a move away from battle regiment as well because hopefully yeah now suddenly if you're if you're alpha strike like especially if you're shooting if you run battle regiment you force your opponent to go first It's like oh i've just I've just told him to unleash on me, right? Like that's not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're going to want to go first, but if you're just charging and killing a bunch of useless screens, that's not very good either, right? So no. the MSU this edition heavily favors MSU with the increased point cost. For sure. Very much, um, but it's we're still stuck in that like second edition grind set of mindset. E- yeah. <laughs> of everything has star. to. Death star.
1: That's star. That's yes, star. yeah. It
0: has to be like that because big number dice go burr. It's fun, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's not tactically efficient. Um, no. So back to the, back to the list. Uh, he's got a battle mage with wild form because he's in Gur, so he learns that, which yep. is a, a common staple in Stormcast list. We see it all the time, but I'll explain it for people who don't know. Uh, wild form is you pick a friendly unit, not keyword locked, and give it plus two to run rolls and plus two to charge rolls. So mm-hmm. in an army like Tempest Eye, which is able to run and shoot, um, and there's a lot of units in here that run and charge as well, it's a huge mm-hmm. mobility boost. Mm-hmm. And then it's got Strike of Eagles, which I honestly forget what it does because everybody just uses uh... Aura of Glory.
1: 30 inches uh, roll six dice each four up is a mortal wound so a 30 inch averagely three mortal wound ten spike uh, high
0: That's that's yeah. long yeah. range which is good a little yeah. bit of it's probably just going to cast mystic shield and, and wild form wild yeah. form yeah
1: and then when everything has kind of gone out outside your buffing ranges then you start to use strike of eagles just mm-hmm. to ping, ping wounds off of of things
0: and if you if you combo with the Hurricaneum, you could potentially like nuke something down from long range. So I like that tactical yeah. flexibility there. That's good to have. Yeah. in uh, Hunters of the Heartland, it's got uh two units of demigriff knights, which are the melee hammers. Yeah. Not really, but you know, uh what are you gonna do?
1: As much as the the book has, yeah. yeah.
0: And then ten iron drakes, which I find very interesting. Um, I guess because you got the rune lord, you might as well bring some shooting to tear down a screen. But there's no delivery mechanism for them, so they're well, you know what, Tempest die, Run and shoot with a plus three move from from the. Yeah. It's probably enough distance, right? Uh,
1: and good against monsters as well, right? They'll yeah. they'll have a special weapon for d6 damage.
0: The problem with Iron Drakes is they they have to remain stationary to do their bonus damage, so it's yeah. not ideal. Maybe more pistoliers no. would have been better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then there's the real melee hammer and list. Gotrek <laughs> Gochek yep. is just chilling here in a Vanguard battalion. He could have. Actually, I don't think that's right because Gontrick's not a leader. So he's I don't no. think he's valid for for a Vanguard Battalion. He could fit in Hunters of the Heartland, but he can't fit in Vanguard. But I think what he wants out of Vanguard is to get a free run 6 on Gontric, but he can't. Yep. Right. Yep. He's not a leader. So I think that's a I think that's a bit of a mistake in
1: error. Yeah. It's it, it's weird in that he's yeah. a hero but not a leader. Yeah, Fireslayer's got that going on too with the, yep. the Rune yep. Sons. Yeah. I think that's kind of uh this is kind of the exception. Yeah, I think uh, if,
0: maybe I'll contact the TO and say like, "Hey, maybe he wants to put Gotrek in Hunters. That might make it worse yeah. for me, <laughs> but yeah, it's you know good sportsmanship and all that." Yeah, for sure. Uh, celestial Herkana, of course, rounding it out. Um, it's got a Seer stone amulet, which I don't remember. If I don't remember it, odds are it's not that important.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's a four up CP. Yeah, four up I CP. Believe. At the yeah. show of your hero phase, that's it. Yeah, okay. and then the aura of glory, obviously, plus one to attack.
0: Insane, uh, insane ability. Um, one of the best reasons to play Cities of Sigmar is aura of glory. Yep. Fantastic.
1: And then currently congrats... thinking about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, man. Uh, Living city is gonna get nerfed. I hope so. Yeah. Tempest Eye is still gonna be hot. Yep. Um, for he's got prize sorcery as his, as his, as his thing here, oh, which is the... interesting because he's just got a battle mage and a huracano.
1: There. N- yeah. Yeah, battle mage in the Hurricanum, yeah. This is Ooh. tough. Yeah, no. Yeah, those two pieces aren't very tanky. No. Yeah. I would have perhaps gone for Beastmaster. Um or Predator's Domain like we were chatting about before. I think I would have uh, gone for
0: Predator's Domain here. Uh Beastmaster's yeah. too risky because you only have the one monster. Well, yeah. The line is too yeah, risky because yeah. nothing is reinforced or durable or there's no recursion, right? You can't revive yeah. anything here. Um, there's no good choice, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, struggle uh in terms 10 drops too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's not choosing first. Um, but it's interesting. I, I like this list. Um <clears throat> looking forward to meeting Matt Jackson.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's of course, the, the token Living City list, every event has to have one. And yeah. this player, uh, Matt Kowalik, I think it's a yeah. Polish guy, um, from Knights of Pyre, and he appropriately named it, something that I'm not going to say on live stream because I don't want <laughs> to really get demonetized, but yeah. it, it, he understands exactly what he's doing. Um, yeah. So let me break down this list for people who aren't familiar with Living City. There's mm-hmm. um, two main things going on here. The first one is you can... Leave units in reserve and then deploy them on a flank, wholly within six inches, uh, anywhere on the side of the table, which is cool. It's already a good enough ability. Uh, but then there's another one. Uh, after you shoot with a unit, you can spend a command point, and that unit can then make a normal move immediately. So the combo here is you put uh, fulminators three inches away, or 12, sorry, nine inches away from an enemy. They use their twelve-inch breath attack, and then they make a ten-inch move, which means then they're three inches away from an enemy for a charge. So you have a nearly guaranteed charge on one of the best melee hammers and the only thing like in the game fulminators are one of the best units in the game for this and the only thing holding them back is their movement not reliably delivering them turn one so now they're in a list that can reliably deliver them turn one and that's that's a pretty gross combo um and what he's done here in addition to that combo he's gone with a, a two other things that are really good one of them is the uh, a Rune Lord as the general unlocks Iron Drakes' as battle line, which means you can double reinforce them. Uh, Iron Drakes are very efficient and high damage shooting if they don't move. So what you do with them is you cast the Soul Screen Bridge, which is an endless spell that allows you to not move the unit, but teleport to the other side of the bridge. Which means the Iron Drakes fire at full damage from a very high threat range and wipe stuff out. So... That's that combination of things, the Fulminator's getting the three-inch charge, and the Iron Drake's just wiping out whatever they want on turn one, very, very hard to deal with. And then sure. still, he's balanced that out with a unit of 20 Phoenix Guard. Just in case you deal with his Alpha Strike, he's still got bodies to to hold objectives. Or on objectives. Yeah, And to rally is a nice little hero sniper, wizard sniper in particular. So yeah, that's, that's a rough list. That's not the kind of list uh, you would pick up the Cities of Sigmar Battletone and be like, oh, this looks fun. I'm going to try this concept. Nope. No, this is... Which is why
1: he named it a certain yep. way. This is a yeah. tournament
0: crusher like meta list. This is refined. It's good. Uh, it's running the Life Swarm to revive Iron Drakes and Phoenix Guard, both of which are really good. It's got the Soul Scream combo. Uh, it is a little bit light on heroes. And normally, yep. like I would never run a list with three foot heroes as my only heroes because... If I ever hit like Apex Predators at an event, I would, it's just a loss, right? You can table yeah. your opponent, but you still lose. But as I said earlier in the stream, there is no Apex Predators on this. There's, so the number of leaders and their quality is irrelevant, which is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is, good job, Matt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will say that those 30 Iron Drakes are my Iron Drakes. So, <laughs> oh, there you go.
0: There you go. I can blame you for this. You enabled Yes.
1: yes i did enable this and i think deralia is mine as well so uh, and so is the bridge so this this is partially my list um but matt is uh piloting it um yeah and it's 109 wounds so it's not a super elite army no and those 30 iron drakes are are tough to deal with they have plus one to save against shooting there so they're a three up save against shooting uh yeah so and you know, four up save is not something to scoff at at thirty thirty bodies with a left swarm to back it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now the, the the problem with this list is that if you are a competent player and you know how to properly deal with the fulminators and understand the exact threat range of the iron drakes and bridge, yep. you can just like they can't commit the fulminators until the iron drakes are in range. So if you have long range shooting, which is quite common, I would say even even bolt yep. boys would, would suffice. Um, you kind of force them into a position of like, you know, who blinks first, right? And and right. the yeah. first person to double, you kind of. It's such a it's such a tough matchup uh, from the living city perspective. Um, it's hard to get into the details of it. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's hard exactly. to play against other shooting armies. Like it's hard it's hard to play against other castles, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yes, especially if they because the, these fulminators aren't getting buffs right they they don't they don't they wound on threes um you can do all kinds of things reactively like all that defense and preemptively because he's going to force you to go first and hope for the double so you can yep. stack up defenses there is it's not like this is just going to win every single game this is a strong no. list but it's not an overpowered list. well
1: might be overpowered <laughs> the <laughs> but the moment that you bring in the fulminators is i think will either win you the game or lose you the game mm-hmm. if again like you were saying it's it's a game of chicken if 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 you deploy them too early, don't eliminate the screen, and all they can kill is something that you that doesn't accomplish uh, your game plan, then they will yeah. lose because anything on the back end will, will will eliminate four unsupported fulminators. Yeah. So, uh, and then you have iron drakes left, which you know will kill anything <laughs> that gets within range, but that's sixteen inches is is something that you can you can play mm-hmm. around.
0: Yeah. Um, the downside of going battle regiment here, and I understand why he did it because he wants to force the opponent to go first um, because basically just on a double you win most of the time. Yeah. Now the downside of the battle regiment is your opponent will know exactly where your iron drakes are going to go. Yep. And once they know that they know the exact threat range of the iron drakes, the bridge, the other side of the bridge, and then six inches. Yep. And once they have that, you've lost the game of chicken because they can just put everything outside of that range. If you deploy centrally, they just go in a corner, in one of the corners, yep. right? Because they're not yep. a high-range unit at 16-inch shooting, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's how you beat this list, is to have shooting. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how melee lists beat this. I think, um, like, mass wound lists are probably going to be okay, especially Levon's dead walkers. Like, Fulminators kill them, and then who cares? You just bring them back. Like, it's not a yeah. big deal. That's a very favorable matchup, I'd say. If... It depends mm-hmm. on the scenario and the battle plan and everything. Damn yeah. Polox, What are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> uh, so next up here, we've got one from Michael Grove playing uh, Thunder Lizard Seraphon, uh, which is near and dear to my heart. I'm still I still consider myself a Seraphon player despite years of Stormcast now. Uh, yep. Running double battle regiment, which this is this is what you see with Seraphon, and it's like the big weakness of Seraphon is they can't ever get everything they want in the drop list. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so double battle regiment, he's got Engine of the Gods, Star Master, very typical loadouts, um, and then 40 Skinks and a Bastiladon in one battle regiment, so all of that deploys at the same time. And then in the second battle regiment, he's got the Stegadon Skink Chief with the Primor War Beast and Beastmaster. Prime War Beast gives the Mount more attacks, and then Beastmaster gives... Run in charge, I believe, um, or run and
1: shoot. Once per game. Once yeah. per game,
0: which is huge because yeah. you can run six and, and still activate that uh, with a Skink Priest, a Skink Star Priest, twenty more Skinks, and then a Bastillodon with like the bad version of the Bastillodon,
1: like, barely. <laughs> Super cheap though, at one hundred and seventy-five yeah. points. It fits
0: in the list, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So so let's break it down here. The key things you need to know with Seraphon are the buffs and the units they're buffing right? So those tense mm-hmm. ganks, they don't matter. They're a screen. They're not, they're not doing anything except screening. The Bastillodon with an Arc of Sotek, same thing. It's just a body in the way. It's not doing anything of any value. Um, if you're spending resources on killing it for anything other than immediate objective control, you're doing it wrong. Yep. What matters in this list, it's not the Slan. It's not the Engine of the Gods. It's not even the Stegodon or the Bastillodon. It's the, the skink priest. It's the skink priest and the skink star priest. If you yep. kill those two, you will probably win the game, because yep. um, Seraphon have such incredibly mediocre units until they're mm-hmm. buffed up properly, and then they are above average powerful units, right? So yep. the skink priest is probably the biggest force multiplier in any army anywhere. He's insanely strong, and uh, in what he does. So sure. the, f- the first thing he does is he has a command ability you activate in the hero phase, not in shooting or combat, to give a unit plus one hit until your next hero phase. right? So that works really good on, on Seraphon-type monsters which have a mix of shooting and melee, but then it also still works on Unleash Hell. Uh, any scenario where you would be rolling a hit roll is very efficient. The second thing he does, and this is the far more important thing, is uh, as a prayer on a three up, uh, he picks a unit and it gets plus one to save rolls, which is like, okay, that's already good. But then it also can run, shoot, and charge in the same turn, which is fixing the core weakness of Seraphon that their guns are 24 inches strapped to the back of five-inch monsters, Yeah. five-inch move monsters. When you can suddenly add an extra six inches to that, you can compete with the 30-inch shooting in the game. And that's what makes Seraphon a top-tier army right now. It's the, the Skink Priest allowing a unit to run and charge, that's what makes them so scary. Uh, so if you kill the skink priest, you have an exact threat range from the Bastillodon that you don't, because they can't teleport in Thunder Lizard, right? That's another yep. scary thing, but they can't do that here. And if you kill the star priest, um, the skinks do nothing for the rest of the game. Yeah. Because this, what the skink star priest does, he does two things. Uh, he's got the Hand of Glory spell, which is a reroll hit one effect, which is very rare these days. Very good to have that. Uh, but the most important thing the skink star priest does is you pick any skink keyword unit, which is Almost everything, almost everything in this list, just not yeah. the Slam. And every time it makes a wound roll of 6, it's a mortal wound in addition to its regular damage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what this list is going to do is it's it's got multiple threats that you stack both of those Skink Priest buffs on, and then just blow your load with those units, and then when they die, you just stick it on another
1: unit, right? Yeah. And you so, cycle.
0: Yeah. So, the Bastiladon is going to get plus 1 hit, it's going to run 6, and then it's going to shoot 24 inches. So, a... Uh, 37-inch threat range, which is really hard to stop. Uh, and then it's going to shoot again because of the command ability, both of which are at plus one hit, right? And even even though that's on threes and threes, rend one, that's still going to average out to a lot of damage because it's two damage a shot. Uh, sure. That While he's doing that, his Stegadon Chief is moving up, who is going to buff the 30 Skinks on the next turn with plus one attack, and the uh, wound rolls of six cause mortal wounds. So like those 30 Skinks are going to do an explosive number of mortal wounds, and you will never yep. see it coming. So... Like, but the problem is if you try to kill the skinks, they're going to save stack a whole bunch and then rally and then battle shunk immunity. It's, it's like you have to put a lot of damage to kill the skinks. It's yep. easier to kill the support pieces because if you kill the star priest, these skinks do no damage. Yep. And now with third edition, thankfully, Seraphon have another way to get uh, mortal wounds, which is curse. So the Engine of the Gods recently, recently, let's say, got the priest keyword, which means now it can take curse. And curse is a nine inch range. Um, pick an enemy unit. And hit rolls of six against it, you have another mortal wound of six. So your thirty skinks, in addition, skinks, in addition, yeah. So your thirty yeah. skinks will do hit and wound rolls of six, cause mortal wounds, which is a crazy volume fire.
1: With uh, sixty shots, and possibly a hundred and or ninety melee attacks yep. on top, if you get plus one attack, so it will kill anything. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, though,
0: those skinks, you can spend all your time trying to kill thirty wounds with the skinks. Or you can just kill the support pieces while staying yep. out of range of curse like it's way yep. way easier to kill a star priest than it is to kill 30 skinks especially sure. because seraphon players love to hide them inside their temple and then yep. that's just exposed to everything in the world right like it's got yep. a minus one hit and cover but it's four wounds right like yep. it's not hard to kill a four wound hero no so that's what's going on with this thunder lizard build uh, it's a it's i would say this is the more standard version of what we're going to see for thunder lizard for a little while previously mm-hmm. instead of skink swarms we saw salamanders but since their point increases and we're moving into a horde meta where you need more screens we're we're seeing more skink
1: blobs like this mm-hmm. and
0: then the life swarm brings it back to life right like it's it's
1: yeah like I, don't don't spend your time on the skinks No. like not worth it.
0: We, we do a series on, on our channel called uh, How to Counter Everything, and I think the next one mm. is going to be about Seraphon because I feel like it's, they're not due for a book, and it's one of those armies that's like so many things are going on. You really need somebody to break down every single unit, say this is what this yeah. unit looks like. Here's a picture of it. Here's what it does. Here's why it has to die. Mm. And then here's a Bastiladon. Don't attack it. Just ignore it. It does no damage yeah. in melee. Just throw your battle line into it and fight it for the rest of the game. Good list. Uh, I kind of like the other Seraphon list more, and I'll explain why, why when we get there. But uh, this mm-hmm. is good, for sure. And oh, I, I misspoke. This one has less wounds than Lavon's list. Ah!
1: <laughs> oh, I thought it was over two hundred yeah i was, I was thinking that this was the list of your time so. 189 yeah yeah it's a bone uh, splitters
0: list 189 wounds with a double 14 warlord. drops <laughs> 14 yeah.
2: drops
0: oh my god yeah. uh so he's got double warlord so it's first of all it's ice bone which is a mo- wound mortal wounds. Of six cause a mortal wound yep. in addition so tons yep. of dice tons of mortal wounds right that's yep. the concept here
2: mm-hmm. he's
0: running double warlord to get an extra artifact and an extra spell, which you don't typically see extra spells as as oh, a yeah. choice. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so he's got a, he's got four savage big bosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's got a big boss. He's got a Wargog prophet who's got power of the Werebore and glowy green tusks. Now I believe one of those it gives the increases the rend of mounts by two.
1: Yeah, glow green tusks. And yeah. then
0: the other one gives plus one to wound?
1: Correct, yeah. Yeah. So, but you can't shoot, but it doesn't matter when you don't have any shooting.
0: Exactly. Especially because if you look at the, the melee units this guy is running, uh, you've got Savage Boar Boy, Maniac, Savage Boar Boy, Maniac, Savage Boar Boys. Like, it's all these pigs that are yep. going to benefit from both of those spells. Yep. Uh, backed up by eight Savage Big Stabas, which are... <laughs> yes. Not shooting, but they're they're not not shooting, right? Yeah. Like, yep. Uh so that's yeah, the it's list. A... It's a bunch of savage big bosses, which it's bit... what do you shoot? If you're playing against this yeah. list, what do you kill? No matter what you pick, mm. it's the wrong choice.
1: Yeah, it's just it's so much wound density. Um the interesting about the big bosses is like why would you run four? It's because when you activate with one, you choose another unit. And so you choose another big boss. You activate with that one and then you choose another one. And so four big bosses basically are one unit because you activate them one after another. Yep. And then you activate another unit after that. And yep. so it becomes this weird amalgamation of a unit but split into four. So you're unable to just kill it right off the bat. Because you're spending your time killing a six six wound hero and you still have three more. Mm-hmm. Uh the other thing is the whole or half of the army moves eight. Prior to the game starting. So all of those. Maniac boar boys. Are going to be on objectives. Are going to be blocking up. You know charging lanes. And the, and the like. So, And on a crucial turn in melee. If you do try to, to deal with it in melee. He can get a 4 up ward with the wa. And so he can survive. Any. Liss's uh, melee output. For one turn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and against shooting, you've got the speed to engage with them on turn one. Yeah. It's uh it's a strong list. And it's it's definitely set up to counter an, an armor armor meta because of yep. all the mortal wounds you're gonna be popping out with ice bone. Um it's and Ren two attacks with the horns on, on a mount. It's so yeah. much redundancy, right? Like so many different squads of boars, so many different set big stabbas, so many big bosses. Bosses. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's um This is what we've been talking about throughout the whole stream is like, this is where the game is going to go, where if everybody's playing units that can just pick a unit and wipe it off the board, but just pick one, right? Like Lumineth got to pick the one thing to kill. Stormcast got to maybe pick two. Then just play against people who have 10 things you need to kill. And suddenly you don't care which one they pick, right? That's how the the Phoenician list at LBO uh, did so well because of that exact concept. It just had redundancy and and everything was uh, disposable. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Mike again. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while, so he's
1: a crazy. He's a crazy man. Yeah.
0: Yep. This is Mad Lad list. I love it. Really yeah. love it. See, when I saw uh, Bone Splitters, I was like, "Oh, cool! Cragnos and Bone Splitters." Can't wait to see how that turns out. No. No. It's not Cragnos. <laughs> not at no. all. Oh man. Uh, and then Mitch.
1: I think it's the same <laughs> concept as well where there's no thing. His whole list is two scrolls. His is list of...
0: is zero deployment. Everything's yes. in reserve. Um, yep. And it's all one drop. So he's going to put yep. nothing on the table and say, go ahead, have the first turn. And then yep. he's going to hope for a double.
1: And the thing about this list as well, I've seen it played a, a couple times. I actually commentated on one of the games uh, I filmed. uh uh, one of his tournament games and 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 co- uh, commentated on top of it, is there's two ways you can run this list. And it's, it's you can change your game plan on the fly, pun intended. Um, one is you, because you're in Drowned Men, you're able to move eight inches uh, pre-game. So you move eight inches pre-game, then move eight inches and then, you know, charge. So 16 plus charge means you can pin armies that don't have the output against you yep. for the armies that do have the output against you you null deploy and give them first and then try to double them and so it has this two different game plans like you you, you can't predict what he's going to do uh until he does do it so yeah
0: it's got that that tactical flexibility that i like so much yep. and i didn't yep. expect to see from nurgle um and then as soon as i saw this list i'm like when was the last time Stormcast were able to put everything in reserve, and how bad mm. was that for the game?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and everything has a five up board, so yeah. you know wounds, it's four up save. Yeah, it it, it dest- like it destroys your math. If you're looking, if you're a person who's who's very uh, practiced at, at doing math on the fly and looking at average damage, the five up just completely throws that out the window, and you have you have to dedicate either too much output to kill something or not enough output and Nurgle heals. So you You can just leave things on one wound. Yeah. Yeah. And not just
0: that every, the longer it survives, the more the diseases stack up when playing against Nurgle, what you want to do. Well, let me, let me put it this way. What Nurgle wants to do is fight in the longest combat possible. If they could spend five turns in the combat phase with you, they would do it because that's the best thing ever for them. And so as the other player, you have to not give them that um so what you have to do is you have to be decisive and wipe out one unit at a time and completely avoid combat with the other ones right now the problem with that is with a fast list like this you open up the board for them for normal movement right because nurgle's not a a redeploy army they can't retreat and charge they can't do all these fancy movement shenanigans once they're stuck in they are stuck in but that's what they want so if you're not giving it to them you're giving them mobility options which is something you never want to do in this game you always yeah. want to lock things down and, and control the flow of the battle. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's good. It's deceptively good. And and uh, Mitch is a mad lad, and I look forward to seeing him again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, do you know what these enhancements are off the top of your head?
1: Yeah. Uh. So overpowering stench is uh units within seven aren't able to uh, receive commands. Yep. That's a uh, good one. Command abilities. Really good uh, against fire slayers. <laughs> yeah. And the Split Horn Helm is a four-up ward.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. So the
0: the guy who's shutting off commands is also really hard to, to shut down.
1: Kill, correct, yeah. Makes sense. But it's only
0: seven inches, so if you drop him in, you have to get the charge off with him. Um, correct. And the, a, a big problem with this list is if you do the null deployment, only one unit gets to reroll a charge, right? And yep. I, I don't think they get a plus one to charge.
1: Not like they used Dude, to They don't. No. yeah they do have uh, mortal wounds on the charge as well so it has a deceptive amount of mortal wounds on yeah. the charge as well
0: well when you have five units you're probably going to make one or two of those charges right yep. you're going to pin and something. You,
1: you... yep for sure and hold then the, we arrive hold the
0: line, hold the line makes sense yeah. here by the way makes perfect sense and, <laughs> And Bloodthirsty, yeah. right? Because you can only reroll yeah. charge with one. So Bloodthirsty yep. is the second one. It make, makes perfect sense. And
1: then 1960, a, a lot of the times he'll have, have, have that. Most uh, of the
0: time, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, this this is my list um, that I'm using, which is a... Can you figure out what it does, Carl? I'd like to see your analysis of it before I say anything.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so I was interested in to see what you were you're going to take. Uh, in terms of, of your Stormcast list. Because there's so many variations to Stormcast lists that you can take. Like we already saw Anthony in his uh, castle-like list. Uh, you could take, you know, four storm Drake Guard and four Fulminators and, and run it that way. Um, so when I saw your list, I was kind of surprised, uh, let's say. Um, but kind of... Having run down all these lists and 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 you know kind of seeing your thoughts and you see where you my analyze. mind's at, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those lists that don't have, uh, don't have again. It's multiple threats and it's multiple small units, and so when you put effort into killing one, you either overkill it or underkill it. Um, and you know celestial warbringers, correct me if I'm wrong. You can roll one, uh, hit roll, wound roll one uh, hit per wound or unit.
0: save not per unit per army so it's oh. it's really okay. not good
1: <laughs> okay so it's it's i i thought it was per unit so that you, you know taking multiple night judicators meant that you're you're able to guarantee basically the damage from God, it but uh, <laughs> the Arcanum on to- torolon with a plus one meant, means that all your judicators are just two plus two plus minus three three damage yep. and if if somebody's relying on small heroes you can just point gaze and if they castle up, you can just do multiple mortal wounds. Oh yeah. Uh, fun fun things eliminate. about
0: fun things about gaze, uh, it ignores the Ideneth ability to not get shot because it's not a yep. shooting attack. Also, yep. it does it doesn't specify you can't, so you can use it while you're within three inches of an enemy. So even if you do manage to tie mm-hmm. down the Judicators, I can still blast all the support heroes off the board with four gazes.
1: Um, and you have quite a few Griffhound units that can just tag objectives and trade. So
0: I love the disposable yeah. hounds like you wouldn't yeah. believe. Yeah. I missed it so much. I going from second edition, where I had like one or two of them from a um,
1: Castellans. Lord
0: Castellan or Veriton or whatever, yeah. and going into yeah. third edition, where like those don't count anymore, they're like
1: tied together. Yeah,
0: it was. I didn't realize how much I missed it until I started playtesting this. They're so yeah. useful, man, yeah. they're useful. Um, and their warning cry is better than it's ever been. And yep. if, and, and looking at the list that I'm playing against uh, at this tournament, I'm very, very glad I have it because warning cry yeah. is going to ruin some of these lists. Yep. Um, for people who don't know, when you deploy a unit in range within 12 inches from reserve or from um, summon, within 12 inches of a Griffhound unit, that Griffhound unit. picks three Stormcast units to shoot at the unit that just deployed. Mm-hmm. So if you have, for example, um the previous list with all the drowned men, all the the blight kings, if one of those units deploys within range of three Griff Hound units, because when you have this many Griffhounds, they're my front screen. If he deploys within 12 inches of so deep strike charge range, I will get for each of those griffhound units, I'll get to pick three Stormcast units yeah. to shoot with.
1: Be ni- be <laughs>
0: nine of them shooting, you know, two shots apiece on twos and twos, because it's not like on the shell where I have minus one and the torlon yeah. effect lasts until my next turn. So it's uh 18 shots on twos and twos, rend three, three damage apiece. Three damage, yeah. And those two squads of of blight lords are just gonna be devastated by this. And yeah. it's every time a unit sets up within range of those griffounds. So like if he deploys a Lord of Affliction and two Blight Lord units, I shoot all three of them three times. Yeah. So the threat is just so huge, you cannot deploy within twelve inches. You just yeah. can't do it. You lose you the game if you do.
1: Drop and in charge to yeah. try to take a point from you or or that sort of thing and then you have the fulminators there obviously they are yeah There for the counter punch when you try to deal with the rest of the list that's
0: right so like i've been saying the big the big problem a lot of lists run into right now with shooting is like it's so obvious to get six long strike raptors double tap them and kill whatever you need to kill uh but yeah. then what happens after that well defensively they're a shark flies by and shoots its harpoon and kills half your unit. Another one does yep. it like you just lose. Right. Um, yeah. But if you try that tactic against the night judicators, it doesn't really work because you might kill one or two, but there's still half the unit alive effectively. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's solving a problem that people hadn't even realized existed yet.
1: Yep. And uh, the, uh judicators with full storms. Definitely do the, you know, with a special weapon, do the most damage of any mm-hmm. of the Judicator uh, variations. Well, they're they're um, the highest
0: damage shooting period in the stormcast army. Five Judicators mm-hmm. with with bolt Storm crossbows, um, without a doubt, the highest. Even against three up saves, which you'd think with no Ren crossbows you wouldn't, but no, they yeah. just they just so throw much so guns. much dice
1: at them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, the so th- yeah, uh,
0: the other thing I wanted to mention uh, here uh, because we've been talking about grand strategies, I went with dominating presence. Which uh, shout out to McGonk, sweet. he he tipped me off on this. There's nine units here, but remember that yep. each of these units creates another unit of Griffhounds. So there's actually 13 units in yep. my starting army, yep. because yep. the rules say any units added to your army before the first battle round begins are part of your starting army. So if I deploy my adjudicators ground, the Griffhounds are part of my starting army. So dominating presence for people who don't know, um, if at the end of the game I've destroyed more units, or like if, I, if I have more units from my starting army than my opponent has units from their starting army, I score it. So the way Stormcast play is exactly that. It's to just kill you or, or get you to uh, cripple you so badly that you concede, right? Now, mm-hmm. if you are playing with like six or seven units, dominating presence is a really lousy one because if you just lose four units, you might not be able to score it at all if your opponent taps out mm-hmm. too soon, let's say. And you don't want to be the poor sport who's going to be like, no, 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 we have to play it out for my grand strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. But if you have like this list here, 13 units in my starting army, even if you kill four or five screens, I'm still gonna have way more units than you. Even before I start killing you. So, that was my thought with the dominating presence: is that if I'm winning games, it's a freebie, and if uh, if I'm losing games, while well, the, the tiebreaker
1: um, or you can yeah. also run your gryffon circles mm-hmm. away from things.
0: Yeah. Also, fun interaction there with call for aid. Call for aid creates a replica of the unit that died, which means oh, if my liberators. Yes, if my Liberators uh, die, they count towards Dominated Presence as well. Yeah,
1: it's not a new replacement unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's, okay. it's uh, cool.
0: I've, I've done a couple test games with it. I kind of had to put it together pretty quickly for the event, and I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And coming up next, Prentice. Prentice yeah. Uh, Lauzon, Lauzon, uh from Critical Hit, which is out in oshawa oshawa yep. yeah i like that store it's got a great uh like pub atmosphere and the game store all built into one For sure uh playing daughters of Cain, but playing Kelpnar rather than caleb yeah. so caleb is the meta choice because it gives you um protection against other shooting and mm-hmm. it gives you the teleport which is so important when you're playing uh your blood snakes right
1: mm-hmm. when you play Kelpnar. but it is the exact same list though yeah <laughs> that, that is the same. yeah the
0: exact <laughs> same unit choices i think uh yeah. The only enhancements that are different is that the, there's a Hag Queen here with Catechism of Murder. Um, Marathi yep. knows all the spells, so she doesn't have to have one, right? You don't have to pick yep. one. Um, and she's unique, so you can't pick the universal. So there, there's no reason yep. to specify a spell in the previous list. Um, the only difference is, is, yeah, you're playing a different sub faction, right? The list is the same otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of getting the teleport, which is oh so valuable, uh, you get to summon some life takers.
1: Correct. Or Heart Renders. You have a choice. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is as well as those Blood Sisters, the Melee Snakes, get plus one attack.
0: Okay. Um, that's good. Like if right. they get to attack, that's great. Uh, usually right. they just usually they just die before they get to do anything, right?
1: Um, it is, I believe Retreat and Charge as well uh, is available to the sub-faction. So you get the plus one attack when you charge, and then you get a Retreat and Charge. So hmm. again, the, the, the problem becomes you have to get there uh, and but so many shooting lists the blood sisters i don't think
0: will yeah get... and without the protection from calebron i don't think the blood stalkers are gonna survive very long either
1: or, or, the or get to the
0: shoot hangar. yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah it, it, it's interesting I, i'm wondering if there's something i'm missing about it with how they use the life takers or heartbenders
1: it's much more damage than the previous list, but not as much tech. I would say is, mm-hmm. is kind of the summation of, of of that list. But it still has the same moving parts. Marathi still a house. The life takers are incredibly fast and are missiles in of themselves. When you're able to put mind razor, they are three damage minus two mm-hmm. uh, on the charge plus one attack. So those things will kill yeah. uh, anything. And they're only 70 or 80 points each. So you're not scared to trade those pieces. So yeah. he has good trading pieces. Uh, but we'll see if he can get them into position. That's kind of the, the whole uh, whole crux of his list.
0: You said it has more damage and less utility, but um, the way the game is right now, damage is a form of utility, right? Like if your list yep. doesn't have the damage to kill a Gargant every turn,
1: you're not going to win. Yep. And this list definitely does. <laughs> it
0: does, yes. I'm not sure about the other one. The other one might not get yeah.
1: there. No.
0: Uh, we've got one here from Ridge. Uh, Ridge is an excellent yeah. Thunder Lizard player. And uh, I My talked friend. to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I talked to him briefly about his choices here, and they all make sense, and it's exactly where I was thinking uh, Seraphon were going to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Still playing Thunder Lizard because the minus one damage is insanely strong She's right so now. so good. Uh, as long as Stormcast are, are prevalent, the minus one damage will be relevant. Um, maybe less now with um, Thrall's, right doing one damage a piece against all a lot of these skinks and mm-hmm. fire slayers just pumping out mortals it might not be as relevant uh, but it's still mm-hmm. good uh, now the problem thunder lizard was having going into this new meta with storm drakes is that it didn't have the damage to kill storm drakes even you know mm-hmm. two squads of salamanders reinforced weren't enough to kill storm drakes uh
1: reliably not reliably no I know.
0: and everything else in seraphon is rend 1 which is pathetic like you just you yep. bounce off them so if you have this mega popular thing and your list can't beat it, well, you have to adapt. And the way I, I mm-hmm. saw Seraphon adapting was with um, Curse and the Star Priest, like I talked about in the previous uh, list. Yep. So what you do is you you try to debuff an enemy with Curse and then buff up your Skinks with the Star Priest and all the other stuff. And you can see Ridge, this mad lad here, didn't even go Bolt Spitters on the big unit, right? He went <laughs> he went Clubs and Bucklers. And but yeah. So he is just trying to club you to death with thirty skinks, uh, which can happen because they are A-H eight yep. move. They run six and then they charge with a reroll. Uh, and the turn on um, turn one, if he's not doing that, he's going to be shooting you with the stegodon and the bastillodon. That's still double tapping, like that's still here in this list. Yep. Um, and where the final piece of the puzzle comes in here uh, is the pterodons. So the pterodons are here as a counter to the save meta because on a two plus each of those deals D3 Mortal Wounds if D3. they pass over, yeah. right, yep. um, which is huge. Now, it doesn't work with a run move anymore. It has to be a normal move, so, and, and pterodons mm. are kind of fragile, which is an unfortunate change. Um, but yeah, that's really good against Kragnos. It's really good against Stormcast. It's a form of Mortal Wounds that Seraphon can do that doesn't rely on a support hero existing, uh, because everybody Up should spell. know. Or a spell, which is huge, right? Because mm-hmm. Stormjax and Kragnos both ignore spells. So... Mm-hmm. When you combine all these sources of mortal wounds together, you get a list that keeps all the best things about Thunder Lizard, but can also deal with the current meta while also adapting to just having tons and tons of bodies, which seems to be yep. a new thing going forward. Yep, For I'm sure. really surprised about the clubs and bucklers. <laughs> I would have, I would have sworn bolt splitters, bolt splitters, uh, right? Like just make I, them disposable.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, he uh, has owns a ton of skinks, so th- that might be correct. Um, how how he's been running it, kind of in our testing games, is club and bolt splitters mm-hmm. for even more damage. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure if if he made an error there, or he's trying something out. Um, because Ridge Ridge has been playing uh Seraphon for quite some time, and he might be just tr- trying different pieces and different combinations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's got double Warlord, 11 drops. Um, this list can play first or second with the long range on the Bastilodon mm-hmm. and the Stegadon yep. shooting and the Slam, yep. right? You can unbind anywhere. You can uh, drop meteors everywhere. Um, it's got the range and the, the the range projection to go first or second. If your opponent forces you to go first, you say, okay, you shoot and then brace for the double, minimum amount of resources on objectives. And if they yep. if they decide to go first, you've got the, re- the resilience to weather it. Um, with the yep. thunder lizard Usually and then on a
1: double turn you oh, yeah. absolutely rinse them it hurts
0: out. it hurts real good um yep another thing sorry about the pterodon riders, because you don't see Terradon, mm-hmm. so i want to talk about them they're also really high volume so if you're like one of the problems with seraphon right now is they don't do volume well when there was the salamander bills they didn't deal volume damage so like 60 zombies yeah. would have just rolled over them uh, but now you can see 30 skinks. You've got, um, in addition to the Bastiladon, Stegadon, and then Pterodon riders are actually surprisingly high-volume value, high volume attackers. Uh, they can mm-hmm. deal well with no armor save models, whereas the rest of the list seems to be built with high saves. This is built with, well, what if I face Levon and his, and his yeah. uh, 120 zombies? Well, there you go. Yep. You've got an answer to that, too.
1: Yeah, 6d6 attacks from the bolas, and then multiple beak attacks afterwards, mm-hmm. too, when you get into combat, so... Quite a bit of uh, low rend attacks. Yeah. So
0: this this is great. Um, I heard Ridge had to bow out of the event, and that's really unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, yeah. I was, I was really looking forward to seeing this, uh, and I was actually hoping this would go five zero and and kind of signal to everyone that Seraphon is changing. This is We're done with Salamanders. Yeah. We're over it. But, and as a result, yeah. then the whole metagame would probably change because Seraphon kind of drive a lot of stuff behind the scenes that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. So.
0: For sure. Uh, Andrew in the chat says maybe Ridge pulled a Carl with the list upload. I think he's talking about the the club and Buckler there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Andrew Andrew was the TO for when I put my spell portal slash Soul Scream Bridge, so that's the reference there. Just did give, he it gives me a hard time every single time?
0: Did he let you fix it, or did you just change the meta?
1: No, I uh, I just went. It's a honest mistake. It lists are out, so I just played it as is. Hmm.
0: Good on yeah. you. Good on yeah. you. All right. Uh, Roger Barker, our brave, brave, brave soul, is playing (laughs) Corn, Reapers of Vengeance. He's going 10 drops here, Warlord and Hunters, which makes sense. That's a great combo. Uh, Surprisingly beefy Corn, 124 wounds, right? So this is, Mm -hmm. I mean, you could get more if you went Blood Reaver spam, but it's not a competition. Uh, You've got the Demon Prince of Corn, which is your Blood Slick Ground anti melee uh, combo. Drop charge. Um, Yeah, let me explain that because we've mentioned it before. Uh, But so, Mm -hmm. how Slick Ground works, it's a command ability you activate, and units within range, and it's a huge range too, it's like 18 inches. uh, They have half run and half charge rules, which is crazy, crazy good because uh, in this game now with redeploy, if an enemy walks within range and you redeploy, let's say you get lucky and get a five or six, even if they were three inches away from you, now they have a half run roll on 2d6, they're not making that charge. And that's like, that's every unit around the the demon prince it's an incredibly powerful ability for just stopping your opponent from charging yep and if they can't charge they can't fight so you know yep you, <laughs> uh it's got a bloodthirster of unfettered fury surprisingly doesn't have an artifact of some kind boosting it because uh usually you see that right unfettered fury is the um the crazy axe one that just blows everything up in a or no that's the no. sense of rage
1: no uh, this is the the one that allows you to pile in six with hmm. demon units the whip Yeah. Yes, correct.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Piling in six inches with Scarbrand down there in the list makes perfect sense, because yep. then you can run six yep. Scarbrand and, and help him with his mobility problems. Um, Lord of Corn on Juggernaut is there to make the Skullcrushers battle line, and then he's got a whole bunch of Skullcrushers, yep. and a Bloodsecretor to... It still gives plus one attack, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. Good. Good. Um, sure. Yeah, this is it's a, just a fun-looking corn list. You smash yep. into somebody, and you can control melee if... Um, it's got some tricks. It's got bodies. It's got yep. good damage output with scar. Like scarbrand's always fun to see. So
1: hopefully he's he's really trying to um, counter charge you. Um, so with the mm. half charge, you don't make your charge, and then he'll just Pile on in. his turn, yeah, just absolutely just get into you. So it's very interesting. The demon prince is kind of the the linchpin of the of the list. Once that goes away, then you can reliably get into the other things and and fight him on your turns. On your terms, but if you make miss your charges, the Skull Crushers do D three mortal wounds on the charge, and Scarbrand will kill a lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. so so, I, would have, I
0: would have thought, uh, given that how important the, the Demon Prince is, some kind of defensive artifact. He went with the Crimson Crown, which is that is that the Re- that's not the Reapers one, is it?
1: No, Crimson Crown's free uh, free CP free command, return. so you can just you can just activate uh, Bloodsick Ground without costing you basically mm-hmm. anything. Um,
0: um i will so mention for people who are playing against blood slick ground blood slick ground if you kill the demon prince before his turn starts like this is a 10 drop list um if the demon prince is exposed and you snipe it blood slick ground cannot activate it has to be activated in that player's turn so if you can kill him before yeah. he activates it even better so
1: yeah and with it being 10 drop uh if you're less than that you have a choice i would definitely go first against this list yes for sure that seems like the right choice
0: even if i get doubled because it's just melee units and they're not particularly fast. It's not like they're double moving mm-hmm. pigs or anything. Um, I feel like I could screen them out for a while. It's cool. We've got almost all the chaos gods, right?
2: Almost
1: he, all. He is also a part of Team America. I will say so. He's okay. a very very good player as well. Um, I think he plays in the same team or uh, area as the LVO winner, uh, Gavin Griegar. So
0: mm, you're gonna you're making me so. take a second look at it then.
1: Yeah, and Gavin has has said that uh, Roger is better than him. Hmm. I don't know if that's just him being, uh, you know, magnanimous or, or what have you. But yeah, he's he's also a very very good player. So. Do
0: you think he's trying to do something here with uh, Tithe? Is that what's happening?
1: Uh, no, I think I think he's just playing a list that's a little bit uh, a little bit more fun. Uh, again, it's the counter charge, right? Mm -hmm. the half charge and then he will destroy whatever you you have into into an attack position to to kill his things so
2: Mm
0: -hmm. i'm having flashbacks and those uh
1: go ahead those skull crushers are three up save i believe yeah yeah five wounds apiece three up save yep they're not easy to pretty tanky no hold the line
0: makes perfect sense uh no triumph because two thousand points yeah Uh, next up, Sean Allen. Finally, another Stormcast list. That's not me. Um, it's another, it's another Gardas list. Uh, it's called Gardas and the Stormkeep Bros. Revision missed out on a number, maybe. Um, Sean's from the Backwoods Meta team, uh, and I assume he's playing Stormkeep based on how the list looks and the fact that it's in the name. Um, yes, <laughs> it's a fair assumption, right? But yeah, yeah, it, sh- it should have been noted down. Um, but unlike that first list, this is a one drop. With it's more streamlined, right? It doesn't have that extra unit of storm drakes in here. It went for four fulminators, six long strikes. It's going to rely on those two units to kill the enemy army. While your vindictors count as a lot of models on objectives, and if you kill them in melee, they're going to swing back and kind of do like trade up damage, which is nice. Yep. Um, yep. The knight heraldor yep. is an interesting choice. Very interesting. Um.
1: Yeah. He's, he doesn't have the run and charge.
0: Nope. Doesn't, low horn anymore doesn't really have anything it just does damage around terrain um
1: maybe because he's a totem i that's, maybe. that's the only thing you don't really I need could, a totem every maybe. stormcast
0: unit can issue orders to itself uh so totems are relevant totems actually downside then, in stormcast because you, your opponent might have a bonus against it
1: yeah and the lord relictor is already a lord so a lot of those mm-hmm. thunder vault volley and stuff is already 18 so
0: mm-hmm. i think the lord relictor is also a totem and he's the general so like there's no there's no reason for any of this. Um, I think what I would have done here is again I would have shaved down the vindictor points and I would have added yep. in at the very least what I would have done is I would have shaved off five vindictors uh, for five liberators and I would have upgraded yep. the knight Heraldor to a knight Encanter.
1: Because yes. that way you have a spell scroll, scroll
0: and another spell cast, either celestial blades. Yeah. You, mystic this, shield. This list doesn't yeah. have any magic, and fulminators really, really love buff spells. They are just a stat brick, and your opponent knows it, and they can kill them if you don't have mystic shield uh, or all that defense, which this list doesn't have. Mm. Hunters, so they mm-hmm. can be roared. So, mm. I would say this is like the bog standard stormcast castle list, though, right? This is hallow strike mm. pretty much without little variation. Good tea. I would I would personally go for more value, right, because uh, the cool thing about Stormcast is we've got the range, um, especially shooting power, to go first or second. If my opponent forces mm-hmm. me to go first, great. If they don't, great. We have cheap disposable bodies. Some armies don't, right? It's really weird that an elite army like Stormcast has cheap disposable units, but we do. Uh, yeah, it's really weird that other, like, Fire Slayers don't. <laughs> Their cheapest unit's 125 points for five models. Like, it's not
2: yeah not great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So...
0: Yeah, looks good. Um, pretty much everything we said about the previous Stormcast uh, Hallowed Strike Hallowed Knights list applies here.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just not in the in between of the Drake. It's just four full mm-hmm. meters. It's more. It's problem.
0: more focused. Yeah. It could be even more focused, right? Like those predictor yep. blocks. I think you can cut those away.
1: Yep. Um,
0: but it's Stormkeep, so there's more value in it than than the Scions version.
2: But I oh, I
0: should mention it. this. Uh, going back to this one for a second here, it, because it's not Scions. This list instantly loses to any other shooting list. Uh, this auto loses to the teleporting snake list. This auto loses to uh, the scion shooting list, it, because yeah. the raptors are super fragile. They just die to a stiff breeze, even with guardians protecting them. They're only twelve wounds with the five up ward, very easy yeah, to kill.
1: Eighteen, yeah, eighteen wounds.
0: Yeah, not not hard to do eighteen wounds at range for a lot of armies.
1: No, and you don't even need to fully destroy them. If you kill two or three of them, it just cuts the output quite heavily mm-hmm. and then you're relying on rally to to bring them back yeah good luck with
0: that right uh yeah. especially this list doesn't have anything to stop spells right so kairos if he gets mm-hmm. in range um the warsong revenant there's all kinds of things at this tournament so far that can just reach out and, and do damage with mortals and for sure raptors are 240 points for s- six wounds <laughs> like mortals yeah. are yeah. really brutal against them yeah uh, so looking at Sean Murray here with another Big Yellers list. Um, you started mm-hmm. a trend. But this one's very different. Uh, you want <laughs> yes. to run us
1: through this one? Sure. Uh, so the Bane backbone, obviously with Big uh, Yellers, is it unlocks the Bull Boys' battle line. So he has two units of six. He doesn't have a big nine that I have and that Danny has. Um, the Swamp Call of Shamans will will babysit those. Uh, the Sludge Raker Beasts you know, obviously with super sneaky and Eye pebble allows you to to move him in range and, and affect the board. Uh he does have two units of slitters as a screen. Uh the killer boss on great Nash Tooth is incredibly fast and is actually the tankiest model you have because it's a three-up save on ten wounds and moves ten inches as opposed to the rest of your army that moves five to six inches uh and has a four-up save uh the breaker boss has the fasten, so he's five inch going to ten inch so not incredibly quick uh and then you have gobsprack. gobsprack uh knows the full range of of spells uh the crew boys actually have a really really good spell lore in choking mist with the minus one attack stop your run nasty hex to turn off uh ward saves um you have the sneaky miasma which allows you to double move a, a monster and then you also have uh, Black Mist, which you never take because the rest of the spell lore is good, but basically you roll uh, six dice, and if you roll over the save characteristic of the unit you're targeting, it's one mortal wound. So in a high save meta, that thing is going to do four to five mortal wounds pretty Mm -hmm. reliably. Yep.
0: Unfortunately, Um, a lot of those high save things are Kragnos and Drakes.
1: (laughs) Which of course spells... you ignore spells. Um. So his list is is much more of a balanced approach than what Danny and I are, are running. He has a punch in the heroes, and then he has the shooting from the Bolt Boys to to bring you closer. Um. It's a more much more traditional Crew Boys list. Uh. The the issue with a list like this, and the issue with Crew Boys as a whole, without Kragnos, is you don't have, uh. A very very strong anvil. Everything in this army is six or five up saves, except for that Nash tooth. And that's only ten wounds on a three up save. Mm-hmm. So no, it's can, gonna fall. Yeah, you can make an army with
0: just screens. You don't need an anvil per se, right? Like you don't need a wall, Correct. right? Um, you can
1: just screen your way
0: to victory. Um, but the problem is that cruel boys are also kind of elite in terms of point costs, right? Like if you start yep. bringing gut yep. Rippas and just use them as disposable, like they're too expensive for that.
2: Um, yeah, 180 spells.
1: points is too too mm-hmm. expensive, and the hobgrotts don't affect the board. Right. Again, you can you can spam hobgrotts, quite a few hobgrotts to to screen and play the movement game, retreating them and and the like. Um, but they're not gonna do any damage, and so mm-hmm. your opponent can effectively just ignore them.
0: Does this list have a melee hammer unit of any kind? Maybe the gut rippers?
1: Not even the Slender. draker. The draker is a unit that people always sleep on, but it does so much damage really in incredibly amount incredible amounts of damage yeah
0: I, I'm guessing you it, would switch your swamp call to that unit the turn you're charging in with him or do you just keep your correct even yeah without it yeah it just does a ton of damage or
1: yeah so it's I think twelve or thirteen attacks in in total uh if you add everything together um and everything's two or three damage and then on sixes, hmm. there'll be four, three or four mortal wounds. Hmm. Um, and if you use the Swamp call, it'll be five and sixes. So let's say at third, the 12 uh, will be four. Uh, four times three is 12 mortal wounds. Plus it does have Rend as well. So mm-hmm.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If you if you use the Swamp call and the Sludge, breaker, sludge Raker together, it doesn't double up. So like if, if you get a five, you don't get the extra mortal wounds from the Sludge Raker.
1: Correct. It's only the six. Okay. It's only so unmodified sixes. That. Yeah. So it does do quite a bit of damage. But the thing is if you're relying on fives and sixes, so if you don't get any of those, it's only minus one, minus two rend on the on the yeah. three damage. So it can still do some work, but it's it is three hundred and fifteen points. So
0: it looks like the obvious thing to shoot um once you're done with the bolt boys, right? And then, yep. Yep. then the list is just done. There's nothing left.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or if, don't they're, have or if they're covered else. in mud
0: and something, right? Like I don't think the Snatcher boss can go in mud. I think it's, it's no, think only
1: non-hero, yeah, non-hero, non-monster, right? Yeah, makes sense.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. uh, looks a lot more balanced than the other list. Um, more bodies. You can see that it's got 126 wounds, 48 models. Um, it can play objectives better. It's not. Yep. It's tr- It looks like it's trying to adapt to this this redundancy meta. Let's call it.
1: I would agree. There's there's not a a failure point in the list, like Go, a big failure point.
0: Tell me about Gobsprack. How come how come nobody's using Gobsprack right now? Aside from this, list?
1: Uh, the the reason. So I actually like Gobsprack in a big wall list, as opposed to a crew boys list, oddly enough, in that Gobsprack, while he has access to the whole spell lore, doesn't have any pluses to cast. Mm-hmm. Um. So and so you're relying on sevens to cast your spells and not be unbound to affect the board he has a five up save mm-hmm. and he's 14 wounds yeah wow so
0: bad monster yeah. stats um what about yeah. with like a rogue idol because the rogue idol would give him plus one to cast yep.
1: right yep a uh, rogue idol and you throw him in the big wall he's plus two to cast for everything
0: okay so he's, he's just bad in his own sub faction <laughs> <He's>... yeah <laughs> the yeah, leader of his enough. own sub faction yeah. Oh, yeah
1: he does he does have good unbinding presence in that he can once per game unbind on 3d6 and every time he unbinds it's d3 mortal wounds to the wizard mm-hmm. and if it's unbound on a 10 plus it's d6 mortal wounds Ooh, against that wizard that's pretty So rough. he does have a little bit of control in the magic phase he just doesn't have he's kind of more of a defensive magic piece as opposed to an offensive magic mm-hmm. piece because he doesn't have that plus it's cast
0: it would be so great if he could take fast done and get like a hero phase move before his spells
1: uh he could if he caught cast. Sneaky Misma, but that takes one of your casting and mm. it requires a spell. You're relying on a spell to get him up right. to that. Spell.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. if you could fast on yeah. reliably, that
1: would be yeah. great. And he only casts two spells. And mm. so he's uh he's he has two hundred and eighty points, I believe, too. So he's like a four uh, 14. But... Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen wounds, five up save. Yeah.
2: He'll go down really
1: quickly. No. Well, it's cool to see three big Yellers list at least. Mm. <laughs> it, it'll be it would be nice if we saw a non big yellers list honestly because that's kind of the extent of crew points at the moment
0: yeah gut rippers don't don't do it they they no. need to be and then you have either. to
1: take three three units mm-hmm. that's what 460 points of your list just on your minimum battle line
0: 540
1: Five, uh yes yeah. sorry 540 yeah
0: yeah and it's yeah. not good battle line you're not getting much for those points no 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 and like ugh, man it's rough yeah um moving on here because it's been are you still good yeah still... <laughs> yeah yeah, okay. yeah i'm still good yeah, yeah. still
1: awake it's been we'll three finish hours these off yeah, yeah there's yeah. not much left we'll finish these off all right
0: yeah uh flesh eater courts by thomas one
1: zen and guan yeah tom guan yeah
0: okay the g, it's a hard g okay um yeah yeah flesh eater courts also blister skin uh so this is like bill Souza's list that we talked about a week ago <laughs> feels right. like yeah yep. yep. <laughs> uh, battle regiment and another battle regiment again like that other the list he's going for two drops uh this is it doesn't have that 40 zombie block it goes like more traditional um flesh yep. eater courts two big zombies uh or, sorry two big terror guys um, yeah. one of them is going to fight and more first on the charge or not on the charge yep. sorry that's uh that's crystal core they don't have that um but yeah flaming weapon gruesome bite it th- yep. it's damage it's damage flesh eaters um a lot more flares, so everything's going to move up together at the beginning. And if you know how to beat Iron Jaws, uh, Flesh Eaters are pretty similar, but they're slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're less durable. That would, that would and less efficient. And
1: Tom um, the... um, is the coach to Team America, so he is, yeah. a, again, a good player, so I'm he sure... probably spoke to Bill. I'm sure he's going uh, to do really of...
0: well uh, at what yeah. he's doing, but I'm just talking yeah. about like, the faction. Um... Correct has an issue, right? The the yep. cool What's going to catch people off guard anytime you play Flesh Eaters is the very particular mechanics of a double fight monster with a three-inch body. With
1: three-inch reach,
0: yeah. Right? People don't... It took people a long time to adjust how to play against that, but once you figure yep. it out, it's like, well, Flesh Eaters just don't do anything.
1: And the thing is, no matter how good a player you are, once you enact that game plan, like, if your opponent is good as well, terms of skill level and understands what you're trying to do there's no counter to the counter
0: mm-hmm. you just have to hope like, for a double right like there's correct. there's
1: nothing flesh eaters can do to be like oh
0: you're doing this strategy that beats me i guess i'll do this it's that just doesn't no, exist no
1: there's no counter to the counter
0: yeah. yeah and and that's why i like bill's list so much because once your opponent does that counter you're not all in on it you still have your zombie hordes controlling objectives and you're hoping that you can buy enough time and do enough damage that your zombie hordes are are going to pull you through the past the finish line
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh hold the line makes sense with that many crit players even though they're not like you're either going to win hard or lose hard with this list um yep. inspired makes sense because you don't have any buffs going on again this is another um another list without the five up ward spell which might be on the second terror guys it didn't have another spell listed so so we'll see what that actually ends up being um, yep yeah I'm sure he's a great player. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's the faction that's limited. Yeah, so like yeah. when we talk about Sylvanath, yeah. right? I'm sure these are great players, but the faction itself has uh, limits. I and, the, and they need a new battle zone. Yep. Now we come to Yuri, uh, who has four models with 140 wounds. You always love seeing Sons <laughs> of Amat lists, right? It's like, oh, well, that was quick and easy. Uh, so it's Breaker Tribe, which does bonus damage if you're in terrain, uh, which is a thing that Gatebreakers already do. So it's doubling up on that bonus damage. So instead of three damage, mm-hmm. run three uh, flail attacks is going to be 5 damage rend 3 flail attacks, so potentially mm-hmm. 50 damage on rend 3 which is insane um, this is like, if you're used to playing against gargants, this is not the typical gargant list because gargants are usually, I'm going to just play on objectives and I'm going to kick them around and I'm not going to engage with you and it's mm-hmm. your job to kill me, otherwise I win, right? This list mm-hmm. doesn't do that, it also can kill you back.
1: For sure yeah, uh, and the interesting with uh, the with... Yuri as well, is he switched to three drops with two enhancements to one drop. Um, And that's because he identified uh, a weakness in the um, Sons of Behemoth list in that a lot of people that are lower than three drops, one and twos, usually just give him the first turn, try to double him and win through that direction. So when you are a one drop like he is, there's a roll off against uh, the other one drops and you could potentially just give it away and do the exact same thing. Cause right. you know because it does damage they can, this actually does damage. Yeah, and they can rack up so many so much points because they have so many monsters as well. Right. So you put your opponent in a in a big back foot. And then at that point, once you've doubled them from one to two. Your opponent wants to get it back on three, and so when they take it on three, you burn an objective and, and increase your advantage mm. even further.
0: Yeah, I can see that. That that turn three yeah. swing turn, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it was obvious that you wanted more enhancements when the Amulet of Destiny existed and made your guys <laughs> insanely yeah. tanky. Um, yeah. Now it's not so obvious, and I think this is a natural pivot for Sons of Behomoth, um to include damage because... Mm-hmm. You were starting to lose objectives to 60 zombies, right? Like 30 models on objective yep. with one Gargan is great, but 60 zombies or more. Um, yep. And if, you, if you're if you relying on Ren to do damage, like effective damage, zombies don't care. So yeah. this is a nice pivot. I'm pretty sure he did this almost just to counter his own brother, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, I'm really annoyed that the Gatebreakers their rock throw kit does exactly 4 damage which is what you need to kill a unit of Griffhounds that I'm spawning. Yep. That's really annoying <laughs> to me. Uh, yep. it's not an easy matchup. It doesn't look like it's a hard matchup but it's it's not. It it all depends on the battle plan of course, right? Yep. Um, yep. He's got beastmaster grand strategy, Anything. makes sense. Yep. To, if you kill him, you, if you kill him he loses anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus 5 wounds Pretty on weird. one of the Gatebreakers with a Flaming Weapon, so potentially 6 damage. If you're in cover, he can kill a dragoth yep. with
1: of every swing. Ugh. Yeah, 10 attacks.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Inspired, makes sense. Uh, what else is there to say? The War Stompers are... What do you think about the War Stompers in this? Given that he's going for they're... double Gatebreaker, do you think they're one bad. crack... They're, I mean, they were the worst one. But uh, yes. they're anti-Horde while the Gatebreaker is anti-elite. So I thought maybe that's an interesting mix, like he's covering his I bases. Think,
1: I think the reason why he took them was they're lower in points, much lower in points. And so that's the only way you can fit four Mega Gargants if you're taking mm-hmm. two Gatebreakers, um, just how the points uh, sit. Yeah. And I,
0: I'm not that familiar with their core battalion, so I'm guessing you can't take like some man crusher Gargants and still be one drop?
1: No, un- you're unable to do that. It's four so, Megas, yeah. Okay. So it's out of necessity. Two to four. Though. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Because those those more stompers don't do da- don't even against hordes, your gatebreakers still do more damage, because mm-hmm. you're limited to ten attacks, and it's ten attacks That's true. Uh, on two damage or ten attacks at three damage. Yes, they hit better because they're threes and threes instead of fours and threes, um, but it's still limited by the amount ma- amount of attacks. Now, if they didn't have a limited amount of attacks, they did, they would be such a good horde killing. Uh, or what, killing it what
0: else do war stompers model. do besides the horde attack I, I can't
1: the Krakenator has the the kicking thing kick yeah um so they can pick out uh any point in the combat phase a, a model it doesn't limit it at the start or at the end so you could just do it after everybody's piled in so you can potentially break people's coherency uh with the with the grip
0: um, oh the the throwing a model into another model thing
1: correct okay. yeah it's it's d6 plus two i believe at the top bracket
0: that seems really good against some armies
1: because you have um, to yeah, but you have to double double to, wounds. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you can't do that against no. six wound dracots <laughs> no no unfortunately you cannot no. think small miracles man. yeah um, yeah 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 For sure.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be a tough one uh and yuri's <laughs> also an excellent player i think uh he's one of the top if not the top itc gargans player so
1: yeah last season he was yeah yeah so this By is, a country mile yeah
0: yeah yep. yeah He know he knows this army um deceptively strong yep and moving on to zach zachary mccomb uh another yep. sylvaneth root with if you if you could have guessed it uh Alarial warsong and Tree the warsong Revenants, revenant kernoth with bows where this one differs is that it's got chronomantic cogs i'm guessing for another spell cast on the warsong revenant and a Knight in Cantor, I'm guessing, to stop other magic armies from doing what this list is trying to do. For um, sure. But we've pretty much talked about this archetype to death. Uh, this yep. one is, you know, it's even down 55 points. I feel like it could have added yep. another endless spell, even. This is probably something you yeah. could have added.
1: Um, yeah, he has three three wizards, so he could he could have fit something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, prize sorcery makes sense. There's just not many bodies when you take a larial. Um, yeah. Everything we said about the previous ones applies here. It's almost the same list three times. If these are my my first-day matchups, I'd love it. The same list three times, like, oh, yeah, I'm getting the reps in. By the time I get to the third one, you know.
1: For sure, yeah. Like, you're very practiced, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I got nothing else to say about it. How about you?
1: No, no. Okay. Sorry,
0: Zachary, uh, you got the Zed in your name. Yeah, you have the like, Zed in the name, yeah. Nothing, yeah, nothing against you. Uh, Zach Aarons, Aarons? I never asked him how to pronounce
1: Aarons, it. Yeah. Aarons, yeah. Season of War. My, uh, uh, my teammate. <laughs> So you guys, I
0: guess, internally have been talking a lot about Kragnos. Uh, you put out a whole video about it. And yes. Zach is trying a different approach. He's going with Kragnos and Ogors, uh, trying to make the best of that. And he's got some mm-hmm. interesting choices here that I want to run down. So he's still tried to go for as few drops as possible, because I think he's recognized that people are either going 1 or 9. And when you're yep. 5, you beat all the 9s but you can still take some of the value from taking the nine. so You don't get the full value of like Warlord and Hunters, but you can get one of those, either Warlord or Hunters. Um, sure. And it looks like he's gone with Icebrow Hunter to get the cheapest possible Frost Saber battle line so that he can stuff in Kragnos and a Frost Lord and another Frost Lord yep. and then still has points left over for a Firebelly, which has the, the, the Billowing Ash, which is the minus nice one hit aura. So yep. it's going to charge you. It's going to hurt. Can you answer it? Uh, and it also yep. has some tricks, right? Like the Ice Icebrow Hunter comes in from reserve with some Frost Sabres. Um,
2: yeah.
1: It's the same uh, issue that uh, the um, Flesh Eater Court army presents to you. Because of the 3d6 charge uh, coupled with Kragnos, it does so many mortal wounds on the charge, blows up your screen, piles in three, and I believe the Frost Lord's spear is three inches as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, the, the um, horns
0: are two, but the spear is three
1: correct his punches and
0: kicks are one which is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) so it is
1: it is it is presenting you with the same problem uh the thing with this list is it's three big monsters threatening you as opposed to two from the terror geists Mm -hmm. Uh, and and that's a big deal that's a big deal
0: it's easier each additional threat you put in your opponent um like one is easy two is hard three is like expert mode like you really have to be on the ball you can't let them get in that's how you play around it right
1: yep And the and the three frost lords as well are much more tanky than a Terra geist in that they have a three up save and a five up after save each one of those. Mm-hmm. Kragnos himself has is a two up save with a six up. Um, and the thing is that even if you get into combat, metal cruncher just says at the start of the combat phase, if you have two, three, or four up save, just d six mortal wounds to you. You so know it doesn't have, have a two, three,
0: or four up save. Griffhounds.
1: No, they don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They'll die to the charge. But uh, yeah. yeah. Because it's at the start of the combat phase, um, even if he piles into range, he'll still he won't be in range to metal crunch my second Correct. screen, which is which Correct. is fine. Um, yeah, this is the Kragnos in in uh, the beast claw raiders, right? You mix yep. those two archetypes together. Um, yep. This one, so many mortal wounds. Uh, yeah, three big threats is hard that's hard to yep. deal with uh you have to deploy out of range and the additional d6 uh sometimes the frost lords just get that extra couple inches that they need with it so
1: yeah so it's 15 inches plus the 3d6 charge it's so rough it's hard it's, it's like to very corner fast much, right yeah um and day one is all of the um all of the battle plans are um the short short way yeah or like inch. long edge Yeah.
2: yeah
1: yeah so
0: What's also interesting is the the way he split up um, because he could have put Kragnos in the Battle Regiment, but he chose not to. He actually chose to give Kragnos more information before he gets deployed, which is one of these little Mm -hmm. decisions that uh, the competitive players make. Um, uh, Somebody who doesn't play at that level wouldn't see this kind of thing. But like when you go Battle Regiment, you give all the information away to your opponent. And if Mm -hmm. if they can deal with that, if that's an advantage to them, um, then that's a big, big downside. Perfect deployments win this game, right? Yep. If you're if your opponent has a fixed maximum threat range of twenty-four inches and you deploy twenty-five inches away, you won. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. He's identified uh as probably his top threat, then the Metal Cruncher Frostlord as his second, you know, threat. And then the the, the third one with flaming weapon, so that he's he's willing to give you the information in the third threat, but the second and the first right. are still shadowed, especially if you're one drop.
0: Yeah. So he can he can drop in like Ice Hunter, I think he can go and reserve off the bat. You don't need anything on the table. Correct. Um, so if he, he's playing against another battle regiment, he just no deploys one, ice gets brow, all the information yeah. he needs, and then puts the rest of his army in the right spot. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how some ar- some other armies, like, I'm not sure how your army would deal with this. This is so much melee power in your face. Kragnos can't tank at all, especially not another Kragnos, right? That, that Yeah, so
1: is brutal. Um, it becomes a... a... Uh, a matchup of whose cragnose charges the other cragnose yeah so and his um,
0: his uh even if you charge his his two frost lords can then double charge on you correct, um correct probably all happening out of the threat range of your of your bolt boys unfortunately
1: yeah so i it's i tough. play a more conservative game where i play the 27 inch bubble of my bolt boys right. and i don't put kragnos in 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 um in threat because he doesn't have the shooting to remove my my twenty hobgrotts. Once he contacts them, he's he's uh, you know he's committed. So what Zach is doing in that particular matchup is trying to double because he's going to blow up mm. my hobgrotts, then get into me, and then I'm attempting for him to just not double me, so go into like lockwise step order. So I'm attempting interesting... to not roll dice. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're we're doing this like weird dance in that I I don't want him to double me. Or I just stay way, way outside of the threat range, and when he does double me, his double is when he gets into me instead of the first, the first turn. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an interesting matchup.
0: Andrew in the chat says, uh, "BCR loves Kragnos, Mightiest makes Rightius so, so, so much." And I agree. One thing, 30. one thing, ogres were struggling, or in particular, Beast was struggling with was they only counted as ten models on an objective, and like that's. Just means nothing to gargants or 60 yeah. zombies. I keep mentioning zombies, yep. it's just on my mind. There's other things, yep. right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Kragnos having that extra piece of utility really helps round out one of this list's otherwise weak spots. Like if you just had a nut, like two more stone horns in here, like beast riders, this list wouldn't be
1: as effective. Kragnos is no.
0: better than two stone horn riders.
1: Yep, I would agree. And two stone horn riders are more expensive as well. That's true. Yeah.
0: yeah. Interesting to see what happens. Um, Really hope I see this on day two instead of day one with those short deployments. Yeah. Oh boy. Ah yeah. 18 inch. Really tough. <laughs> yeah. I hate castle deployments. They're like like not castle, corner. I hate playing corner deployments. Um except in this sense. When you have to, you have to. It's just not yeah. it's not as much fun. Right? Yeah, for sure. All right, that's all of the list. Um, so let's take a look at some stats, because I thought this was kind of interesting to kind of break it all down. Mm-hmm. Um we've got I think we, we talked before the show, we're missing like three sub-factions, or sorry, three factions from the game. Uh, Slanesh is gone. What else are we missing? Fire again? Slayers. Fire Slayers is not present. And Lumineth? Mm, Night Hunt. So we're Night missing Hunt. four. Four. Yeah. But there's almost like 30 factions in Age of Sigmar. So f- missed 26 out of 30, just whatever napkin math we're doing. Yeah. Really, really good. I have never mm-hmm. seen a GT with this much diversity before. Yep. It's really encouraging um mm-hmm. you know maybe some people are just playing weaker factions uh as a challenge <laughs> maybe yeah um but it's good to see them it's it would be like i don't want to get to a point where we just see flesh eaters and skaven everywhere like we did for like six months you know? yeah so that's, that's awesome. part of
1: that problem
2: <laughs> yeah you were
0: yeah oh boy those thankful lists imagine yeah. unleash hell back then that would have been mm, i would win a lot more <laughs> those plague monks too so yeah. Yep. Uh so we've got 14 order armies which makes sense orders the most popular. Yeah, it's not. And then not like surprising. there's usually like it it's usually like I'd say half order a third chaos and then the other remainder is split between death and destruction something like that. Yep. I right? mean it's like yep. Maybe not quite that but whatever. Uh it's really interesting to see destruction so rampant right now and it's not hmm. just because of Kragnos because there's only two Kragnos lists. Yep. Right. Um so it's really really interesting to see so many big yellers and the bone splitters list. It's, you know, small sample size. It's only 30 lists, whatever. But it's still just interesting, interesting to see. I've never seen that much destruction compared to Chaos. Like, it's usual mm-hmm. to see this much order. Not usual yeah. to see Chaos and Destruction this way. For sure. Uh, looking through all the lists, the average model count was 44, which is way higher than most Stormcast lists. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the median was 39, right? So, the, like, the center mm-hmm. value was 39, which means there's a lot uh, There's a lot more on top than there are. Like, yeah. The big lists yeah. have a lot right mm-hmm. uh but there's not that skewed the math yeah. yeah whereas the average wounds have the opposite approach where the average is 113 uh, and the median is 104 which means again uh the math is skewed because there's a, there's a couple really big ones or actually there's more really big ones um the big ones are big <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say
1: here. yeah levon who's doubling that
0: yeah yeah he's yeah. more than double the average which is
1: yeah
0: all right thanks man um, my list is kind of deceptive because i i didn't include the griffhounds uh so that does First, add and you eight, don't yeah, because, no, yeah. Um, Storm Drakes, there's only two lists with Storm Drakes. There's uh, only was, four total. I was really torn whether I just wanted to do pure Night Judicators or mix in some crossbows uh, mm-hmm. because I was worried about Storm Drakes. Night Judicators are really good. Ren 3 shooting's really good against Storm Drakes. And yep. then there's only four Storm Drakes total after seeing like 70 at LVO or something absurd.
1: Yep. But that yep. was a big event. I played event. against but. 15 of them <laughs> myself. Yeah, so... You you could go a whole weekend
0: without seeing one Storm Drake against you, yeah. That can happen today, yeah. <laughs> That's sure. Uh There's still a decent amount of Fulminators. Four lists are yep. using them. Uh, only 14 total, right? There's not that many. Um. So four, 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 two. Yeah. Yeah. Despite order being so high up there you would expect more storm drakes given what we're what we're experiencing maybe canadian canadians are either really good or really bad at the game i think is what we're saying <laughs> <laughs> either we're totally correct and we're adapting to what the meta is going to be because if somebody brought storm drakes they would have just bounced off a bunch of these lists in here uh, mm-hmm. or we're all terrible and nobody knows what we're talking about and yep there's no way to know
1: so i, I think it's a it's a mixture of both and well oh, not not that we're terrible. Uh, it's a it's it's a, it's a a weird thing in that I think everybody is so... Like, a lot of the people who are going are very, very tuned into it, the meta of what's happening overall in the world. And so I think they were either expecting that there was going to be a lot of it, played lists that can counter it. And the lists that would normally take those Stormdrake guard uh, or Fulminators are expecting people to counter them. Yeah. And so decided not to. And so there was this weird metagame in the back end of things but it ended up just skewing everything anyways. But that's fine. Um, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah. That's why we got so much diversity. We've got yep. um, like tons of lists that are unorthodox, right? Yep. Uh, I really like it. Uh, this shows the metagame is changing and evolving, which is good. People don't want mm-hmm. stale things. They don't want a game where it's like, why am I going to play Age Sigma this weekend? Because there's Drakes everywhere. I don't want to do that. Yep. So I'm going to do something yep. else, but it's not the case. Um, thankfully. Um, yeah, Two lists with Kragnos. I thought there was going to be more.
1: After seeing, him, I, I was surprised as well.
0: I thought seven destruction lists, six of them are going to be Kragnos. Just Actually, two.
1: God models in and of itself. I'm surprised that there's only four Yeah, totality. Yeah. And Take- one is bringing two. Yep. One list yeah.
0: has two of those. Uh, yeah. Zero Belacor. I thought if the meta is evolving to have lots of bodies, then Bellacore lists seem really good against that. Same with Nagash, right? Night Haunt list can do pretty well against that. Yeah, Really, really interesting to see um the decisions everybody's made and i'm Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to the event
1: and uh and again like what we said at the beginning uh, look at the number of one drop and two drop yes there are um, it's
0: it's like your most the the mode here the most common is one drop right yeah then it's two because two wants to beat everything except the one or you just can't and you're trying to get as low as possible yeah Um, but then it's like nine Nine plus, plus Or yep. those guys in the middle, the five and six, were t- taking advantage of that. So, yep, definitely yeah. so a play the odds.
1: Down. Yeah,
0: going first sure. is just so important right now for so many armies. Um, yep, and that's why I just don't play those kind of lists. <laughs> I like to yep. be able you to. Go first yeah, you just don't play that game. Yeah, it's like when everybody was fighting first. I said, "No, I'm just going to shoot you." Yep, just adapt. I mean, them. in
1: competitive games, you always want to reduce the amount of variance. So, if everybody's one drop. If your whole game plan is to go first or give away first in in that sort of instance, if you guys are both one drop, it's a 50-50 roll. And so you're not even guaranteed to accomplish your game plan if you're going one drop against all of these one drops. And so at one point in a five round tournament, you're going to fail that die roll, except obviously if you don't. But you can't bank on not failing one of those die rolls against the other one drops. And then that's the game you're going to lose. There's there's
0: a reason the same players consistently go 5041. It's because they are reducing variance, right? It, yep. There is a dice random element to this game, but yep. the most consistent players are are winning because they are trying to reduce the variance. Um and they can yep. play either way. I think that's a big part of it. Um Yep. So For sure. Yeah. Carl, thank you very much for coming on, man.
1: Uh, Three three and a half
0: hours.
1: (laughs) I mean, we had lots of thoughts. We had lots of thoughts on lots of lists. And it'll it'll be interesting um, to see how all of these good players pilot their lists. I'm sure we're missing a whole bunch of secret sauce uh, in some of the lists. There could be
0: more people coming in, too. There's... um... You know a couple people dropped, so maybe some totally wild card lists come out of nowhere and, and, and for sure rock everybody's socks. So, for sure, it's going to be a good time, man. I'm looking forward to it, and yeah. we'll definitely have to go out for uh some some pub food and, and oh, yeah, afterwards. for sure, for sure. <laughs> all right, all right, thank you everybody for listening. Hopefully, this yeah. was uh useful. Um, <laughs> maybe you went too far in depth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good night, everybody. Good night, bye.
2: That's that, we are done.